Ladies and gentlemen, because it wouldn't be a Fred the Alien Productions podcast without Kendall being sick. For this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. I don't know what we're yelling about! We came, we saw, we kicked its ass! Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Conversation anyway. Hello. <laughs> Did that make sense? Hello. Hello. I'm I'm sick, everyone. And Again. I, and I'm back. And Wayne's back. <laughs> so am I. And hey. fully, and fully is back. Yay. I am joined once more by these outrageous co-hosts. Yes, and there's no correlation with us being back and you being ill. No. Uh, no. <laughs> Maybe. No. <laughs> Let's just, we'll go with no. We'll go with no, yes. It's a safe answer. We've just started. We'll, we'll keep harmony. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> it's fine. But yes, yeah. I am a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Wayne Stellini. And I'm a Fulia Kantaramadji. And you are currently experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yay. Thank you for joining us. Yay. <laughs> oh, okay. So, um, my lovely co-hosts, who wants to go first? You guys haven't been on in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's been, it's been it's a been while. Yeah. yeah. Talk to us. Julia, what have you been up to? <laughs> I recently got my mother back. Yay! <laughs> As mentioned in my last podcast. Yes, Yay. mama is back. Yeah. Mumsy's home. So um, she's glad to be back. Uh, as soon as she got back from the airport, she got straight into cleaning the house again. <laughs> <laughs> did you feel a little bit judged? <laughs> yes. <laughs> even, even though she's like, no, no, I, I'm grateful that you did the work. I know you've already done it. But I need a clean. Yeah, yeah. That's what mums do. No, you, you can't you can't match the perfection of mum, let's face it. No, that's yeah. true. Well, I made sure the, the weekend before she came home, because she came home on a Monday morning, early morning, and I made sure that I cleaned the house, I vacuumed, I mopped, I, you know, made sure all the dishes were clean and changed the bed linen and <laughs> even my dad's bed linen I changed. Wow. You did more in that morning than I do in a year. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yes. Yeah. To top it off, I also had to continue editing that day. Um, it was busy. Yes, so it was a busy weekend that weekend. But um, yes, even though as soon as she got home, she dropped off her bags. We went to have breakfast at a friend, family friend's house who invited us over for breakfast. And as soon as we got home from that, she's like, she told my dad to go out and... She wanted to clean. <laughs> wow. So mum doesn't feel jet lag? No. No, not at all. Apparently. Wow. I, I, I told her, I'm like, aren't you tired, mum? She's like, no, no, I'm fine. I need to clean the house. Did she, oh. did she sleep on the plane? Uh, I'm not quite sure. She's not a very um, happy flyer. Yeah. yeah. She gets anxious on the takeoffs and the, and the landings. Yeah. Okay, right. Uh, but I, from the last time I traveled with her, She's okay once we're flying. Yeah. It's right. just the takeoffs and landings that gets her very anxious. But oh, okay. and not but to top it off, it, it's three long flights. Oh yeah. 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 One short one and then two really long ones. Yeah. yeah. How many hours is it all up between, from Melbourne to Turkey? Um, well, to the final destination which is Adana, it's roughly about twenty hours. Yeah, it's similar, like Malta, I think it's 22 Yeah, maybe a little hours. bit, yeah, because yeah. that's a little bit further. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, gosh, happy memories of those long flights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yes. But um, apart from that, 
Um, I've been editing a lot more Maltese Down Under, which the first episode of Season 5 aired today Yay. on Channel 31. And um, been, you know, editing podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Monthly at Winifred's is out. Yes. Um, great episode, by the way, ladies. Yeah, Have good. listened to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a great episode. I really, we really uh, enjoyed it. Great topic. You, you were in your element, Kendall. Oh, yeah. yeah. I really was. Yeah. It was so great. Yeah. I love that episode. It was yeah. yeah, it was fun. Yeah. And um, yeah, and then Collectible Chaos as well. Yes. That's also up. Of course. Um, but yeah, apart from that, hockey. A little bit of baking here and there. Yeah. <laughs> You've been keeping busy for yeah, it, haven't you? Trying to. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's amazing. Whereas, like, I've been, like, in front of a screen for most of the time since I've last seen you all. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> Fun. But that's, but that's okay. A little bit of uni work, not as much as should be done. <laughs> I'm in a world of pain, help me. <laughs> Can I just buy my degree online? <laughs> How much do I need to pay? <laughs> Go to the black market. I'm yes. sure they'll have one. I've got skills. I can do this. It's fine. Lots of bit of paper. Um, but no, yeah, I've been doing that. I've been just watching a lot of movies as well. That's good. Yeah, I've been watching um, a lot of movies. Not all of them great, but that's okay. Oh. The, the joys of being a, a film critic. Yeah. Yeah. Want to be a film critic. So True. that's been happening. Um, I started reading the novel, 13 Reasons Why. So the novel that oh, the TV series is based I've on. I've heard it's very good. Yeah. So I've just, I just started last night. So I've only um, read the the prologue in the, in the first chapter, but yeah. it's, it is beautifully written. It's all told from Clay's point of view and yes. already I'm seeing differences between the book and the show. The show yeah. Yeah. Cause I, uh, a friend of mine I work with, mm. uh, he, he read the whole book and he, he like, he's watched the series as well. Yeah. And he loves the series. He was telling me that, yeah, the whole book takes place over one night. That's right. It's like a 24 hour thing, yeah. which I, found absolutely hilarious because that's revealed in the blurb i think because i remember going into it mm. thinking oh hang on that's different from the series yeah because the series takes place over several weeks yes yeah and i'm looking forward to seeing how frequently clay listens to the tapes mm. because i know online when the show was on every second meme available was clay listen to the tapes mm. <laughs> yeah because yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, he kept there were so many times where he would like stop, stop and throw them away and try and give them back and like and investigate and all of these things yeah but one thing and i am not clever enough to have noticed this in the show and it's established on page one of the book and i've just gone okay this is why i read books before i watch their um screen adaptations yes i never made the connection between hannah baker mm-hmm. and the 13 reasons why because a baker's dozen is 13 and i've just gone oh okay thanks clay thanks because he <laughs> he says that like on the first page i never made that connection I either never did and i'm never. just like you're so clever <laughs> oh my god i know I, yeah. thought, I thought it was because like there's 13 tapes and yeah. 13 people yeah like 13 sides 13, 13 13 and the 13 reasons 13 people i just thought but the reason why it's 13 and her name is baker, baker it's baker's, dozen. baker's dozen i didn't even bl- oh my i just god. love that now i'm just like <laughs> wow what other details did i miss i can't wait to keep reading this book kendall's <laughs> mind has been blown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but i was just like and that was page one <laughs> That's page one. So revelation. Yeah. But it is, it's really well written. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And again, I've only read the first chapter. So I'm looking forward to reading that and doing more reading actually. Yes. So yeah. I need to get back into reading. Must read. If I'm going to strain my eyes, it might as well be with literature as well as film. No, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, That's good. Um, That's what I should be doing. Yeah. And I've been doing a bit of writing as well. Yay. Yeah. So I'm hoping 
for another project. Don't know when, but I've I've outlined the next project. Yeah. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, and Super exciting. And when we get to the end of the show and we talk about what's happening with Fred, mm-hmm. exclusive. Yay. Yes. Yay. <laughs> exclusive right here. Woo. Oh my God. For my two favorite ladies. Oh my God. 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited now. Let's just skip to the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so Kendall, besides yes. falling ill yet again. Oh God. Thing, I did nothing wrong, everybody. Yeah. I, you I just did. worked hard. I, I we, guess that's what a head cold usually yeah. starts from. And you do yes. work. You work a lot, Kendall. Like, I do. You, I don't really do. rest. No, I don't really rest. Yeah. I'm I, I'm at work at my full time job, or I'm at home doing Fred's stuff, or I'm mm. here doing Fred's stuff, yeah. or I'm wherever, and then socializing and seeing movies and watching movies and TV. And oh, you need yeah. a day for just you. Yeah. I do. <laughs> just nothing. Yeah. Just lie, lie there and just nothing. just pick a day throughout the week that you know you have off and be like, all right. I'm doing nothing this day. Yeah. yeah. Just at home on the couch. It'd be nice. Yeah. yeah. Should make like Friday K Rich Day. Yeah. K Rich Day. K Rich. I like it. I like it. This is my day. That's my day. Um, okay. So yeah, apart from getting sick, God, what have I been doing? Um, oh, I went to a wedding yesterday. Ooh. Uh, which was lovely. Yeah. That's cool. It was a nice wedding. It was beautiful. You know, some of them were a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. this one was wonderful. <laughs> it was so nice. Um, you know, this, this uh, couple I've been friends with for a few years, and yeah, I was so happy when they got engaged. And and then yeah, the wedding was just it was so it was so lovely. I mean, it was, the weather was terrible. Like for the first day of spring, mm. oh my god, awful. Yeah, <laughs> like it was gray skies. The sun would peak in every now and then, but mostly it was just gray. And then it was raining, and then it wasn't raining. Yes. And yeah, so it was supposed to be outside originally, but last minute got put moved inside at the same venue. Oh, okay. So they got lucky. Yeah, they had that, a, oh, that option, and it was available. Yeah. It was available, um, and but they did a really good job. It was lovely, rustic kind of old Ooh. brick building oh, in, nice. in Campbell's Creek, just outside of Castle Maine. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was I agree. Anything rustic, I'm there. I oh, think it is a beautiful definitely. aesthetic. It was so nice, so yeah. nice, and then the re- the reception matched that aesthetic okay. as well. Uh, I was at uh, the bride's mother's house oh lovely uh yeah around the corner pretty much and that's um, cool convenient yeah very convenient (laughs) and yeah we were you know drinking and dancing away until you know after midnight last night and nice one yeah it was it was really lovely and yeah lots of tears because it was a very emotional wedding because sadly because of some family tragedy and um which i won't go into but and then just you know just beautiful to see the two of them together and like you know weddings always make you cry anyway like as soon as, as soon as i saw her coming down the aisle waterworks yeah I'm like why did i even bother with makeup today this is yeah. a mistake it's funny you say that because i'm somebody who my mindset is that i'm not actually a big fan of weddings that don't particularly go <laughs> right yeah, yeah yeah but i will say when i saw one of my closest friends get married um a few years ago so when pauline walked down the aisle mm. i l- literally bit my tongue i was biting down on my tongue oh wow because she was so beautiful i wanted to cry and we're friends from high school and there were other friends from high school there as well as other friends that i had met through her and i'm like don't you dare make a scene (laughs) (laughs) don't you make a scene boy and i bit my tongue because i have always thought pauline is being very beautiful um you know all my friends are beautiful 
But seeing her in a wedding dress with this huge smile, I don't think I've ever seen her more beautiful. Oh, wow. Um, and so nice. Also, when um, I went to... Obviously, I went to my sister's wedding, but I was on the bridal party and I was charged with um, doing a speech, i.e. I demanded that I do a speech. <laughs> When yes, has, when, yeah, when, about, yeah, sounds about right. It sounds, sounds like me, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, and so when Vanessa and I, <laughs> at the time, fiancé Chris, were like, oh, and would you like to be on the bridal party? I said, yep, and I turned to Vanessa. I go, only forget to make a speech. I have to make a speech. Because <laughs> <laughs> Wayne likes the sound of his own voice. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, of course, of course. So I represented the family in the speech. My dad's not comfortable, <laughs> you know, That's getting up enough. and speaking. Yeah. English is a second language, oh. so he's not comfortable with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... I, on the day or on the night before, I was reading through the speech and I had this point that always made me burst into tears. Oh, no. And it wasn't because what I wrote was anything special, but it was something along the long, something along the lines of, you know, what do you say about a woman who is always in your corner and who is your number one fan and supporter? And that's what Vanessa is to me. She is my yeah. greatest advocate. Yeah. Because uh, we're, you know, very close. And... That, just thinking about how good she is to me, because I know how some siblings hate each other. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and us, and you know, I have an older brother, and all three of us are really close and get along really well, but this was about her, and ma- made me think about how wonderful and how blessed I am to have her. I just burst into tears every time. I'm like, Aww. oh my gosh. Lucky when it came to delivering the speech at the reception. Yeah. I was so nervous. <laughs> I was incredibly nervous. There was no emotion. <laughs> At all. Oh, no. I was too nervous to cry. So oh. it was a good thing. Okay. <laughs> it was a really good thing. Fair enough. Because I would have been one of those people to be like, oh, can you read it for me? <laughs> I would have one of those people. Yeah. And then, of course, when somebody else is reading it, I'm sure they would read it well, but they don't have the feeling that you put into it. Yeah. And it becomes a bit robotic. Yeah, yeah, it can. So that was a really long-winded story that didn't go anywhere, but I just no, wanted to point no, out no, no, no. about being emotional That's during fine. weddings. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it happens. Someone who's like cynical and doesn't get emotional, I got emotional twice. Yay! In my life, it happens. Oh, I'm, so, I'm, I'm so happy for you. It's it's very good. I'm glad you're not a robot. Such a pointless story. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, oh dear. Um, yes. So I, I went to a wedding yesterday. You did. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's where was, it all came from. That's where it all came from. It was wonderful. Um, yes. And then, uh, yeah, during the week, what else have I... Oh, yeah. Well, saw Avengers on the big screen um, as part of the Marvel uh, Film Festival. They're doing it Hoyts here in Australia at the moment and then around, in other places around the world. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, and Fuller and I talked about it on the monthly. Yes. Um, go listen to the monthly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that was a lot of fun, a lot, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, and then on, on Wednesday, uh, it was Michael Jackson's 60th birthday. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the new Collectible Chaos came out on Tuesday in celebration of him mm-hmm. and that, and so that was awesome. It was a great video, Kendall. Yeah, you liked yeah. it? Yeah, a lot of clips and um, stills from live performances that I had never seen or anything like that. Yeah. So it was yeah. nice to see it. Yeah. That's what a lot of people are telling me. They're like, you pick stuff that I hadn't really heard of. Or, yeah. or And I'm like, that's yeah. good. That's really good. I'm yeah, glad. Yeah, out of all out of all those live performances, as I was editing it, all those clips, I only knew about one of them. The rest really? I had no idea about. So Okay, so basically, 
the Motown performances would have been the only one, right? Or no? Where no, the, the, the 30th anniversary Oh, sorry, one. the 30th yeah. anniversary one. You've, yeah, yeah that's, that's the right. only one that I know that I watched on TV when it was oh. broadcast When it time. happened, yeah. Um, and, but while I was editing with all the clips that you gave me, I was just looking through them. I'm like, oh, wow, that's... That's new. That's different. I've never seen this before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, re- yeah. that's really awesome. That makes me really happy to hear. I'm mm. glad you enjoyed it. I think that's what I love about Collectible Chaos. It's not a secret. I'm a big fan of Collectible Chaos. <laughs> I like, absolutely love it. It's Thank one of my you. favorite things that Fred produces. And I love about Collectible Chaos mostly is that, you know, your topic will draw me in. Yeah, but then because you'll put things on your list that I've not seen before, I'm like, ooh, I need to be seeing this, and I need oh, to watch this. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so when you so you'd done one, I think it was last year. It would have been um, about horror movies. Was it your top yes, ten horror movies? Yes, it was my fa- my my favorite yeah. horror films. Yeah, last horror year. films. That's right. Number one was a bit controversial. <laughs> yeah, Alien. Yeah, Alien. Absolutely. Which yeah. not controversial because of the quality of the film, but you know some would sway more sci-fi well, than. Well, yeah, horror, that's that's so... the thing. It's a bit of a, a yeah. argument for that. Yeah. yeah, but I loved it because I was like, oh, I haven't seen that film. That seems pretty good, or this yeah. seems pretty good. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine, imagine me it. editing that because I'm not a. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to Halloween again. Yeah. I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am. It's going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be great. Um, thank you. That makes me feel really good about yeah. doing it. Because sometimes I'm like, oh, should I keep doing this series? Because like, you know, sometimes I'm just, I find I find it hard to find inspiration to sit down and write the script and do it justice. Yeah, you put a lot of effort into it. I do, it. I do. Yeah. I want to do the best I can. and then So it's nice to get good feedback. Yeah. So thank absolutely. you, guys. Love it, love it. <laughs> it means a lot. And yes, happy birthday, Michael Jackson. 60 years old. Yeah. 60 years old. Oh my God. That's a long time. Um, yes. Okay, so um, that was a long intro. Yes. We, we like to have our long intros here at... Yeah. <laughs> When you guys fill in, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. I like it. It's fun. We have a good time. Oh, I watch Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just mention that. <laughs> Is it any good? Because I, I haven't actually seen it and I heard it wasn't that good. Actually, to be honest, it was great. I, for someone who hasn't actually played Assassin's Creed at all, um, mm. even though I know about it, I've just never played the game, yeah. but it was very well made. Um, not as like there's a lot of CGI, but when I went back and watched the um, behind the scenes uh, bonus features, it a lot of it, especially the architectural buildings, mm. they were filmed in Malta. Oh wow! In Valletta. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So all the yeah. parts where they where they were the assassins. Yeah. That all that stuff was done in Malta. Oh wow. And it was just amazing. So it's just film, filmed that. in the country's capital because I'm sure a lot of people have no idea what Valletta is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Valletta is the, the beautiful capital city of Malta. Yeah, and they've got wow. so much architectural history just by looking at it and yeah. I was before they even mentioned it was Malta when they when I was they were going around. I'm looking at it, I'm like that looks familiar. I've <laughs> seen it. I'm pretty sure it's Malta and then they mentioned it was Malta. I'm like Wow, yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, so nice. But it was it was it was great to see great stunts, amazing. Stunts. Yeah, I hear I hear the stunts is probably the be- one of the yeah. best things about uh-huh. the film. Yeah, watch the in, especially in the bonus features they had obviously they had a few different stunt doubles doing different things. Mm. Yeah, um, for the same character. Yeah, um, yeah. And but Michael Fassbender, amazing. Mm. He's a great actor for this particular he, for that character yeah is really good yeah okay that's yeah. good that's good to yeah. hear i did think he was a good casting pick for yeah, that definitely. role so i'm glad to hear he was good yeah he was really good maybe that's all i wanted to mention <laughs> okay good no that's good 
Positive things are good. Yes. Please. Thank you. Okay. Segway, right. take two. Segway, take two. <laughs> <laughs> speak, speak, that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> Please. We are. We should really just rename the podcast Gold Leader because we just go off <laughs> on tangents so often. We really should. I'm not even kidding. Like, I'm serious. Speaking anyway. which Gold Leader. Gold Leader! Yay! It's time for the nerdy news. Yes. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom. The hostess with most S. Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Okay, nerdy news time. Alright. Not a big, busy, bustling week in terms of news, but we have some interesting stuff to discuss. Um, starting with some Star Wars casting news. Um, which number is it? 11th Doctor? Yeah, 11th Doctor. Matt Smith. It was the yes, 11th Doctor. Yes, he was. Yes, Matt Smith has been cast in an undisclosed role mm-hmm. in the upcoming Star Wars Episode 9. Um, mm. They're filming at the moment. Um, I think that's really, really awesome. He's a very, very good actor. And now that he's got some free time on his hands because his time on the crown is up. Yep. Um, I know. <laughs> Which makes me sad because he was, uh, for Prince Philip, he was almost a dead ringer for him, I feel. Yeah. Like he looked very much like him and his performance was awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. He was a bit of a wanker in some scenes. Yes. But, and that makes me feel I feel bad that if Prince, the actual Prince Philip is anything like that. But anyway, it's a di- <laughs> it was a different time. It's fine. Um... But his performance was very good. He's obviously very talented. And, yeah, it's nice to see uh, a good British name uh, being thrown around amongst the the Star Wars cast Mm. now. So that's Mm. very good. This movie's shaping up to be something interesting. Yeah, definitely. Very excited. Okay, um, more casting news. This has me super excited. (laughs) One of my favorites. Alan Tudyk has been cast as the villain Mr. Nobody in the upcoming uh, Doom Patrol TV series, I believe. Yes, um, that will be on the DC Universe streaming app. Um, so basically, if people don't know who Mr. Nobody is, I'm looking up a description. He, uh, the character was once known as Eric Morden. Um, after exposure to unknown experiments by ex-Nazis in post-war, Paragra- post-war Paraguay, emerges as a living shadow able to drain the sanity of others as the enigmatic and totally insane Mr. Nobody. Now that sounds freaking cool. <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> you guys, but um, yeah, Alan Tudyk doesn't really play villains very often, except you're going to say a thing, Fulia. She just she made a hand gesture, but he played a bit a bit of a villain in Dollhouse for a brief spell, which was amazing. Because he's, he, he's got a very he can he can put on that evil presence when he wants to. He's also been in um, Dirk Gently. In yes. The, in the second season. Is he a villain in that? He's sort of. He, sort of. He's going by. He's an assassin, pretty much. Okay. He's trying to he's trying to either bring in he's either trying to bring in people, um, or if if he gets his way, he wants to kill him. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. So he's, he's very he's very his character's very um sort of almost like a Mr. Jekyll. Dr. Hyde type of oh, thing. Oh, okay. Um, but he's just like, 
Can we just can't we just kill him? <laughs> <laughs> He's got the evil grin. the The voice he puts on is creepy as hell. <laughs> Yeah, like he can he can really put like a, a thick layer of just And mm. the smile is creepy as well. And yeah. I'm just looking at him like, holy crap, that's like ugh. Yeah. So but it's it's so good. I love I love him so much. Um so yes, Doom Patrol will be, like I said, debuting on the DC Universe app next year. Mm-hmm. Um so stay tuned for when that will drop. We don't have a date yet for that, but we will keep you posted. Um some other interesting casting news. It's funny that it's not Marvel because it looks like a Marvel film, just from the names that are being mentioned here, Chris Hemsworth, the Russos, and Chris Evans' stunt double, among the things we have to say. Um, <laughs> so Chris Hemsworth is going to be starring in a Netflix film called Darker, uh, spelled D-H-A-K-A. Um, it's an action thriller written and produced by the Russos, and it's going to be the directorial debut of Sam Hargrave, who is actually Chris Evans' stunt double. Um, so big Marvel connections there. Wow, how do you um, go from stunt double to director? <laughs> I know, like that's a really interesting kind of a career change. Yeah. <laughs> um, or addition to career. So basically, uh, the movie tells the story of a mercenary, which will be played by Chris Hemsworth, who takes a job to save the son of a businessman. Um, so it's going to be on Netflix. Filming will start this November. Um, so it'll most likely be out on the app next year so hopefully it's going to be good the russos are uh, let's see they've written the film and they're yeah producing it as well so very exciting stuff um okay this is an interesting interesting thing i don't know how i feel about this but i actually haven't actually seen the original film mm-hmm. i don't know i'll just go on record here um <laughs> so dwayne johnson a few years ago i think it was announced that there were he was going to be in a remake of Big uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Right. A lot of people at the time apparently were very annoyed about that because it's such a cult classic of a film. Um, it was confirmed this week that it's actually going to be a sequel. It's going to be a continuation of the original story mm. with Dwayne Johnson in uh, in the lead role. Um, okay. But yeah, I have not seen Big Lo- Big Trouble in Little China. I feel so like I don't really know too much about it. Yeah, no, I think it's a film that <laughs> I saw. A lifetime ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's uh, like 30 years old or something. Yeah, like so long ago that I can't actually remember if I'm thinking of that film or something similar to it. Oh, sure. You know, when you go through your action movie phase. Yeah. Um, but I do know of the film because you're right, it's a cult classic. It's really popular. Yeah. Uh, automatically, though, you go remake or sequel, what's the point? Yeah, fair call. And more than anything, I feel like might as well be a remake. You introduce yeah, the story to a new audience. I guess. I, I don't know. I just feel like uh, to, in this case, a remake makes more sense than a sequel. Yeah, that's true. Know. That's true. No, no, you're right. You're right. Got reactions on that one. But I feel like it's another one of those, why are we bothering with yeah. um, with this really? What's it adding? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. It's just, I feel like The Rock is, I mean, I love The Rock and he's clearly... A great person, mm. a good person, and, and and very talented, obviously. And you know, he's a he's is that big movie star guy. Yeah. But he's just in so much these days. Well, he seems to be the go-to action man. He is. You know? But like, look, in saying that, you know, in the eighties when I was introduced to action heroes, and they're still my action heroes today, it was you were either watching Sliced Alone, yeah. Chuck Norris, yeah. 
Schwarzenegger. Yeah, And true. then coming to the 90s, Van Damme. Yeah. You know, Kurt Russell was always there. Bruce Willis sort of came into his own. So maybe The Rock so he's is just, just that. he's just the latest incarnation of that figure. Yes. Yeah, and, that and makes sense. He's a box office draw. He is. You know? That's true. I mean, whether the movie's good or bad. They people will see him. People will still go watch him. Yeah. And kind of like what you said as well, you know, he he's comes across like a nice guy regardless. He really does. Yeah. yeah so yeah. He, so he's helps. a likable presence. He is. Yeah. 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 So, but I don't know. Yeah, it's just yeah. You're right. If whether mm. or not this movie needs a sequel, yeah, at all or even a remake at the very least, yeah. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, it's uh, it's good. Um, some TV news now. Some things coming to an end. Um, the actress Emmy Rossum is departing ways from Shameless, the TV show, after nine seasons. Um, the show's still going strong over there. So. The American remake of the original British series that ran for three or four seasons in in the UK, um, which actually had James McAvoy in it, mm-hmm. in one of his earlier roles. Um, yeah, and this one has William H. Macy in the lead. Um, and, yeah, and so she's been with the show since the start, and she's, yeah, announced this week that she's parting ways and moving on to different projects, so... I know a lot of people love the show. Apparently, it's very, very good TV. I haven't actually watched it yet, but I've been told to watch it. Mm. So, yeah, sad news for Shameless fans. Um, And sad news for Mr. Robot fans. Um, The show will be coming to an end um, after its fourth season, which will be airing next year. Um, Yeah, it hasn't... uh, It's only had, yeah, a couple of... God... Oh, my brain was at with that thought. I'm, I'm really <laughs> sick. Sorry. Um, no, so it's, yeah, it's a very popular show. Mm. A lot of people watch it. But I, so I, I guess the, I think I read an article about the, the creator of the show just said that this is, they've brought, brought the show to a point where they feel like they can give it a proper send off, a proper end. Like uh, originally it was supposed to end with three seasons or sorry, I think maybe with five, but then they figured out a way to shorten it and make it like, because I think it usually goes for like eight or ten episodes per season, and this this final season is going to be twelve episodes. Okay. So they've drawn it out a bit longer to finish it properly. So and they're finishing it on their own terms. Yeah, which is always which is good, good for a show. Oh yeah, better than you know you don't want the alternative of being cancelled because of low ratings. Yeah. You don't want it, even if the ratings are good, staying longer than what it really needs to be just because people are watching. Yeah. You know, like I mean, we've talked about this before and yeah yeah there's so many you know shows that are still on that are just about to finish or there's no end in sight for them yeah and you're like just die already (laughs) (laughs) it's like you know i I don't know but yeah so i think any show that ends itself on its own terms yeah you can't complain about that no you might be disappointed you'll miss it yes i get it but how nice is it to finish up because it's the right time to finish up. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so good for them. Yeah. Sad, sad that it's you know it's only getting four seasons, but you know that's mm. that's the natural course of the story. Then that's really right. that is really good. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all the news. Mm. Nothing too huge or overly exciting. Anyone else want to add anything before we move on? No, just happy to see Matt Smith on screen. Yes. Um, that was the one that. Sort of stuck out for me yep. in Star Wars. It's ticking all the boxes. Yes. I'm very curious as to what character he's going to be. Yeah. I wonder how prominent it'll be because he is such a name. Well, I think you know, it is going to be a, uh, a prominent yeah, role. Yeah, they, they mentioned That's that it I... was going to be a key role. Yeah. And let's yeah. face it, if you're paying for Matt Smith, yeah. <laughs> yeah. why wouldn't you put him, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, the, put him the, at the forefront of the your ta- film. The talent is there. The, the, the screen likes him. 
Why not? Yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm a big fan of Matt Smith, and that's me um, never seeing him as Doctor Who. Oh, just, yeah. I've never watched Doctor Who. No. So. Becoming a fan, uh, watching him in The Crown, and yeah. just thinking he's absolutely amazing in the yeah. He was in um he was in Terminator Genesis um and he was really creepy in that. Okay. <laughs> As one of, well, he was a Terminator. Yeah. I think. Okay. From, so from I memory. I don't even remember Terminator Genesis. Yeah. And I know it wasn't even. Or that he long was ago. like yeah. <laughs> or he he was yeah I don't know he was he was definitely some evil thing. Yeah. I can't remember. I've only seen it like once or twice. Yeah. But um yeah but yeah as, as I said earlier very talented man so very Absolutely. exciting I wonder if I I would like to see him be uh you know part of the first order i think i could totally see him yeah in some kind of commanding role or something but it would be nice to see him as a you know part of the rebel rebel forces so mm. i don't know yeah time will tell the resistance can't wait say. to get that action figure yeah <laughs> yes Love not, it. not really i'm not that sad no. <laughs> um Really? <laughs> I say pointing to all of his action figures. <laughs> they're not action figures. They are incredibly scaled models. Thank you very much. They are, and they're gorgeous. Catwoman <laughs> I and love the them. Joker. Yes. And not any Catwoman, mind you. Michelle Pfeiffer's, Pfeiffer's Catwoman. Catwoman. The best Catwoman ever. Absolutely. Oh, yes. <laughs> love it. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, all right. So that's the news, which means it's time to roll on up to the trailer park. Yeehaw. Yeah. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeehaw. Okay, so today we're going to do four trailers um, because I got greedy <laughs> and I couldn't say no to any of them. So we're just going to talk about all of them. Um, starting with The Front Runner. Mm. Thoughts? This is really interesting. Yeah. It looks fascinating yeah i'm interested in politics i don't divulge it um you know at nauseam or anything like that although mind you with the recent change in prime ministers in australia <laughs> jesus christ i uh won't lie i probably didn't leave the the abc news coverage for about two days yeah <laughs> fair enough Enough. I was catching public transport and I had was watching you it on my time. phone. I yeah. was watching it on my yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was riveting. Like I live for this stuff. Yeah. This is why I love Australian politics. Mm. But anyway, anyway, <laughs> I'm not one of those people who are like, oh, they should just get their stuff together. I'm like, no, more spills. Yeah. <laughs> more I tells you. <laughs> not anyway. just every three years. Not just every three years. <laughs> Don't wait for the election to be around the corner. Do it in their first year. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's do yeah. it. Let's, it's revolving door prime ministerships. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> or as I, my favorite thing was, mm. <laughs> why does Australia ha- go through prime ministers like Hogwarts goes through defense against the Yes. <laughs> yes. I should. I, I love that. That was my favorite thing to come out of the whole thing. Anyway. Yes. Continue. But yeah, but in, in terms of. You know, my interest in politics, I think, is what has drawn me to the yes, front runner. Yes. Now, I don't know anything about the character that Hugh Jackman is portraying. Yeah. Uh, it is based on a true story, but I'm getting the impression that this is perhaps the beginning of the tabloid obsession with politicians' private yeah. lives, if I will. I know yeah. that, you know, pol- politicians have been philandering and all of these different things hi jfk um all these things but and you know there would be scandal and rumor but this seems to be very much let me peer through the window get the money shot that type of thing 
you know, when like politicians were brought down, for example, it was for the greater good of the country, um, you know, just like uh, Watergate and so forth, which wasn't tabloid, that was investigative journalism. Yeah. But this one seems to be the, the marker of a new era Mm. of tabloid journalism yeah. and politics. That's what that's the vibe I got from the trailer, which yeah. is quite interesting to me because it talks a lot about politics, about journalistic integrity, you know, what is it? Is it for selling papers? Is it for the betterment of the people? Like all of these different things. So I think it's raising a lot of questions for me. So I'll be interested whichever way it runs. Definitely. But yeah, but I think it looks like an interesting film. Definitely yeah. does. Great cast too. Yeah, really great cast. Hugh Jackman, Vera Farmiga, J.K. Mm. Simmons. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was like top notch. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's going to be really interesting to see as well with this coming out later this year, mm. whether or not it gets Oscar attention. Yeah, mm. it seems like it's one of those films, hey? It yeah. does. I mean, it's just, it's been doing the festival route. Um, roots routes however which way you pronounce that word um (laughs) um yeah so i i I thought it was a really good trailer really interesting kind of i'd never heard of gary hart before yeah um i just googled him and it said he apparently he he was the front runner um for the uh, democratic presidential nomination um until he dropped out uh after what we saw in the trailer there was an alleged affair that had happened looks like it may actually have happened um so he was brought down by scandal he was he was and i believe um if my memory serves me correct correctly sorry if it was around that time it would have been um george bush senior that would have become president at the end of this in the 1980s? Yeah, the late 1980s. Yeah, because wasn't it running through 88? Yeah. Oh, it was that late. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. In my head, I had it earlier. So, yeah, no, yeah. that's right, yeah. Yeah, it would be George Bush Senior because he, 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 he had one term and then Clinton was elected in, that's like, right, in 92, yes. 93. Yeah, uh, I just know that for some random reason. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, I definitely will be checking this out. And Hugh Jackman looks like he gives a really great performance as well. Yeah. Fulia, what did you think of it? I'm neither here or there. I'm not huge on politics. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. So you have a life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. But um, I mean, I'd be I'd be interested to see it. I but I'm not, you know, overly sort of excited you're about not, it. You're not gonna go nuts and go. I have to see this. Yeah. Nah. If if it, if, if I don't see it while it's on in the cinemas, I'll probably watch it on DVD or something. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. Politics. Polit- uh, political films aren't really for everyone anyway. Mm. Right. And they themselves can be hit or, hit or miss. I mean... Very true. Especially because this is about American politics. Yeah. And they do do things differently. You know, they have a different system. Oh, yeah. Mm. Which yeah. confuses us a, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, there was a lot of explainers about when Donald Trump became mm. president. And there was because, you know, he you know didn't necessarily win majority. And there was a popular vote. And then there were people saying... Actually, he doesn't have to be honoured as president because mm. he can... All of these different things like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, so it, it can sometimes be a bit distant, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it'll probably only do well domestically in the US. I think so. I think it should be a killer in the States because yeah. they are so 
politically minded. The I feel that's my impression. Oh of Americans. yeah, no, they very are very much into you know patriotism and politics and things like that. For sure, you know yeah. this is a, a historical piece, a period piece, so Def- yeah, quite interesting in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it'll probably get a niche audience here. I feel like if it plays yeah. at an independent cinema, it would do really oh, well. Oh yeah, like it would play at like Cinema Nova or, yeah. or something like I that. Think, I think it would do well, and it would be one that I think once it gets to on a stream a streaming service, it will do well. And yeah, especially if there is award buzz around it, that'll yeah, you know, but. I, I mean, Australians are becoming more and more uh, knowledgeable, I think, about American politics because, you know... Because of what's been happening and stuff. I mean, we get a lot of American culture in us anyway. We do, yeah. And, um, you know, and with the President of the United States at the moment being so in your face about everything, you know, we're aware of it, our news stories report on it, all of these things. Um, And there's also a great series on Stan called The Circus, which follows uh, American politics. So that first season started out following the presidential campaign between Donald and Hillary. Oh, wow. Okay. And that's what I first started watching it. And it was, you want to talk about binge worthy. <laughs> it was absolutely amazing because wow. it's made week by week. So they're reporting as in oh. a summary of the week in politics, talking Gosh. to experts, talking to reporters, talking yep. to the actual people. Yeah. Uh, Hillary never gave a, an interview, but Donald did as he was running for president. Oh, All wow. of these different things. Okay. Yeah. And they do a few like they'll do a season here and there following the current political climate mm-hmm. and it's fast. Like I find it really fascinating. Yeah. 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 That sounds yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm. So the I th- circus. Yeah. It's called the circus. Okay. Cool. And even though you know how the election between Hillary and Donald turned out, mm. I would still recommend going and watching at least the first season mm-hmm. because you get to hear the commentaries and these experts and all from all different sides and they give unbiased the hosts who go f- who come from different sides of politics and backgrounds mm-hmm. th- they're they're really good i feel like you know you know who they're voting for or which mm-hmm. way they're voting mm-hmm. but they give very unbiased opinions and assessments of how the candidates are going oh that's good and watching it in hindsight i believe uh, will be interesting because yeah. you'll hear how they ride Donald off yeah, because of all the scandal, because of all the behavior. Yeah. Oh, it looks like he's doing well. No, he didn't win that debate. Yeah. Hillary won it. She's got the momentum. All the exit polls say this. Yeah. And obviously they're there filming on the night of the results. So yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be really, okay. I might check that out. Actually. Yeah. I've, like again, really fascinating. Again, like I'm interested in American politics and history as well. So for me, it was fascinating and the front runner looks really interesting for that reason. Yeah, to me sure. as well. Just to learn about someone new, I guess. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I'm always like, you know, I've always said on the podcast before, I love a good true story film and yeah, especially so. if it's about something I've never heard of or. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why I haven't heard of this because usually something that seemed as big a scandal as maybe this was like, yeah. it's weird that I, that I haven't ever, uh, did you ever heard, heard no. of, no? No, 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 I'd never heard of him. I mean, yeah, again, yeah. even like before I watched all the president's men for the first time yeah i had heard of watergate yeah i didn't particularly know exactly what it was i knew it was a scandal i knew it was uh you know referenced a lot yeah it was quite famous yeah but it wasn't until watching the film i was like oh that's what this is about yeah yeah oh that's the details behind it but you're right no gary hart had i've never heard of before yeah so this will be really interesting then yeah all right Side note, and sorry because I'm still talking about politics. Fully is about to fall asleep. I apologise for that. But okay. since we're making movies about American politicians, can we make a movie about Quail? Do you guys know Quail? No, he was Quail. He was like running. I think he was campaigning as like the vice president. Right. Um, you know, because the the you know the person who wants to be president and the person who would be his vice president campaign together, together. in the states. They do, yeah. And Quail famously um, couldn't spell potato. 
And <laughs> How hard could it be? What? Yeah, so listeners, if you don't know who I think his name is Don Quayle or Dan Quayle, just on YouTube, just go Quayle Potato and it's like a five second clip. It destroyed that this moment destroys his campaign. Oh my god. So Fulio Kendall, I'll show you after yeah, the podcast. Yeah, we will, we will watch it after. Uh, if you're listening after the podcast, have a Google of it. And it, this man deserves like a film, a documentary, because at the time, I think it was even like high end, like really good pic, um, pictorials and periodicals. Yeah. I think like Time Magazine were even calling him the stupidest man in America. Yeah. If you thought Sarah Palin was a weird choice for uh, a potential <laughs> vice president, president yeah. yeah, Quayle just... Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so who so who was his running mate? Who was going for president with oh, him? Oh, I can't remember, but look, it Hang won't on. be a surprise if How I tell we... you he was a Republican. How do we spell quail? Do we know? Yes, yeah, so it's Q-U-A-L, I think. L. Don. Dan. Here we go. Dan Quayle. Found it. Yeah. Found him. He was a vice president. He was a handsome fellow. He, yeah, not too bad looking. <laughs> yeah. Not too bad looking. Ah, oh, oh, okay. Uh, oh, God, I can't find who he was with. Oh, no. <laughs> um, da, 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 da. I don't know. Why does he have so many Wikipedia pages? Oh, there we go. No, you actually, you're right. He was vice president. He so was. maybe he was going for the actual presidency, perhaps. Oh, okay. Time. It's funny. That's hilarious. So the fact that I mentioned George Bush Sr. before, he yeah. was George Bush Sr.'s vice president. Yeah. Here we go. 89 to 93. Yep. There you go. So, and apparently, dumbest man in America. Oh, yeah. At the time. And actually, if you're on your Wikipedia page, you'll notice there's a whole subsection called potato. <laughs> <laughs> there really is. Oh, Where, so I'll read off. I'll read off Wikipedia. On June 15, nineteen ninety-two, Quayle altered twelve-year-old student uh, to William Figueroa's correct spelling of potato, potato to potato with to an potato e. At the e. Oh no! Yeah. So oh, Quayle was okay. the subject of widespread ridicule for his error. Oh my god. Okay. All right. That's enough about politics. But that that was fucking great. Oh Thank yeah. You. We need a movie. We're gonna <laughs> about please. this man. And sometimes, and um, this is, this is a hot tip. You'll hear a gag, usually in an American film, when someone is acting stupid. And they'll be like, "I can spell potato," or "I can count to potato." That's a quail reference. <laughs> I'm calling is it, it. I can count to potato. Isn't that I a Simpsons ca- quote? No. Am I getting that wrong? Right? It's even still. It would be a reference to quail. It would have to be. Wow. It would have to be. That's amazing. Of all the vegetables, you pick potato. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> just putting it out there. Too big a coincidence. The movie should be called Potato. <laughs> <laughs> with an e. With, with an, an e. e yeah. <laughs> potato with an e. Yeah. <laughs> 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 When's it Amazing. coming out? Um, so, <laughs> front runner. Wow, we're not potato. This is not good. Okay, um, the front runner, the front runner, the front runner will be in cinemas here in Australia on the seventeenth of January next year. Yay! A few months away yet, but um, yeah, prime Oscar candidate. There. Yeah, <laughs> this is a release date. Okay, uh, next one is I think we're alone now. I'm dying to hear you, what you guys think of this one. I'm actually very interested in in seeing this. Like, 
I, I don't even know whether it's supposed to be a thriller or if it's just a drama. Yeah, I couldn't tell. It's got to be there's around not, that. There's not much sort of like I couldn't really tell through the trailer what it what the genre would be. Yeah. Post I can't speak today. Post apocalyptic vibes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah, so it's, I, it I is, got that too. It is set after the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm actually more interested in the fact that it, the cinematography looks amazing. Yeah, it does. From just from that mm. trailer, I'm looking at it. I'm like mesmerized by how it's been filmed. Yeah. Well, when they Who's said the DP, I'd well, love to know who he. Is yeah. Because well, when they when they said um. Uh, when they said uh, it was done directed by someone who worked on the, the Handmaid's Tale, yeah. and then and then seeing the the cinematography as well, I'm like, okay, well that makes sense because it seems a lot of the like the the color tone in the images mm. and and just the certain angles and way yeah. the shots were set up like had very similar kind of vibe from the yeah. Handmaid's Tale. So I'm I'm loving I'm, I'm definitely loving the cinematography of that. It looks amazing. Yeah. Um, oh, it's a woman. Oh, really? Reed Morano's her name. She, <gasps> she, yeah, she, she's. Um, I need to start following her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For my own future career. So she direct. She directed three episodes specifically of The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, the fir- oh, the first three episodes of the show. Oh wow! Season one. Um, so she started that show essentially. Wow. Um, oh, and she's a cinematographer as she well. She is. She she served as. Uh, cinematographer for I think we're alone now. Yes, she as did. well. So she directed and she was that's her in um, cinematographer. That is amazing. So um, you can tell. Definitely gonna be following her very closely. Yeah. In the future. Um, apart from that, um, Peter Dinklage doing yes. that character is pretty great. I like I like seeing Peter Dinklage in other things apart mm. from Game of Thrones. Mm. I mean, he's so good as Tyrion. So good. But I love seeing what else he can do. I, I loved him in um in in X Men. Was it Apocalypse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. So, uh, Days of Future Past. Days, Days of Future Past. Yeah, yeah. when he, he was Bolivar Trask. Yeah, he was really good in that. So this one being a this is is this one of like his first lead roles? No, no. He's had a bunch of other stuff. Lead roles, like, yeah. little, little movies. He does. He does like when he's a lead. He's in these kind of more indie mm, kind yeah. of type okay. films. Yeah, but um because anything yeah. mainstream. Uh, you know, a person of his stature, for example, is automatically just relegated to comedy roles or being the butt which of is, jokes. Yeah, which so, is awful. Yeah. yeah. So this so, this is yeah. this looks fascinating. Hopefully, like, this definitely. is you know this is the beginning of a change of that for yeah. him because yeah, I mean, and it kind of they did the, the the great thing about this trailer is it was so mysterious mm. and I kind of like it when they you know like they kind of hint at maybe something has happened we don't know what's yeah. happened yeah they don't tell you but all you know is that he seems to just be going around to these different houses and picking up bodies and burying them yeah, yeah. and that's all we get and then he's just he runs into Elle Fanning's character yeah. who by the way she's brilliant yes she's such a good actress oh my god. Um, and yeah, and then there's some kind of thing going on between them. We don't really know what's happening, why she's there. She kind of has some kind of yeah. secret about her, about uh, why she's alive. For some reason, I got the vibe that she might know. be one of the sick people that that have died, and she's probably sort of in this first sort of initial stages, mm. and that's why he's like, oh, so maybe to... get well, get rid, stay away from her because she's yeah. she's gonna die, and he Possibly. doesn't. He doesn't I'm not get... sure. That's how. <laughs> That's what that was my initial thought yeah, when I first watched it. That's that's a that's an interesting theory. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's using a familiar trope 
in terms of the narrative setup is that we've got essentially the end of the world. We've got our sole survivor and him removing bodies and so forth. He's creating this space, I guess, for him. Yeah. So it's a routine. It's a set of yeah. control. It's, well, this is my home now. This, this is, is my new normal. Yeah, this is my, my new normal. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah he's, absolutely. He's essentially yeah. made that his job. Exactly. And it's, I mean, because let's face it, you would just do anything to stop yourself from going nuts. Oh, <laughs> you yeah, know? you would. And so he's probably in this really comfortable routine. He's clearing space, keeping it healthy for himself, I suppose, if that's a thing. Yeah. And now an outsider comes in. Yeah. He probably thought didn't exist. It was impossible anyone else for anyone else to exist. It's, who is this stranger? What do you want? Mm. So we've got this almost intruder, this force. Yeah. And regardless of what her intentions are, she is now a threat to the existence as he knows it. Mm. And we're going to have this beautiful tension between the yeah. two. Mm. Well, this is alluded uh, in the trailer, at least what I got from it. This looks fascinating. Yeah. I can't wait to see this film. Yeah, it me too. It looks beautiful. I'm really, yeah. yeah, really excited. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Nice. Absolutely. That's awesome. Okay. So, uh, unfortunately, we don't have an Australian release date, but from the trailer, it does look like it might. We might be able to access it digitally mm. soon, it did say at the end. But uh, American listeners, you'll be getting a theatrical release on the 21st of September. So, it's only a couple of weeks away. Um, so, go check that out if you're in the States and you're listening. Um, and yeah, and hopefully here in Australia, we'll, we'll find somewhere to go check it out soon. Yeah, absolutely. It looks awesome. Okay, next up, we've got uh, some new trailers for films we've already talked about, but we're excited to talk about them nonetheless. First of those being Bad Times at the El Royale. I am so confused. Julia <laughs> <laughs> is more confused. Yes. And and I'm I'm more well. This trailer was definitely more confusing than the first trailer. Okay. I I enjoyed the first trailer a lot more. I thought it was put together a bit better. But um. So yeah, I I, I, I haven't seen the first trailer. So Kendall is someone who's seen both of them. Yes. Does this second trailer mm-hmm. contradict what you thought the film was about based on the first trailer? Is that why you're more uh, confused? Oh, no, I've, first trailer, I've got an understanding of what this is. Now, second trailer's dropped, you're like, what yeah, the hell? a little bit, a little bit. Because, like, the way, so the, the way the first trailer was set up was kind of like, you know, uh, it kind of lulled you into a false sense of security about what this movie was. Yeah. About all these, because everything just kind of seemed like, this was like a, f- a feel good kind of period piece mm-hmm. film of all these people at this hotel. Like that's how it kind of starts. Oh, wow. And okay. it seems kind of positive and there's upbeat music playing and people are smiling and talking and everything's normal. And then all of a sudden, right halfway through the trailer, this guy gets shot. Yeah. And then the tone changes, the music changes, okay. sinister things start to happen. Yeah. And then. Chris Hemsworth's character appears for the first time in the trailer. Okay. And then you're like, and then someone makes a reference to him as to like, you know, he, he's bad news. Okay. Like him specifically. Okay. And then there's just all these goings on to do with these people at this hotel. That's just really bad and, and dangerous. And you don't know what's happening and who to trust. And, mm. and it just seemed, I don't know, it just kind of flowed a lot better. Whereas this one kind of seemed to just kind of s- sort of start like that, but then not. And then just, but then just kind of, Mm. take things from bits of that like it was, this was, there was some new footage and then there was some alt- reused footage and just I don't know and more of Chris Hemsworth's character in this trailer though okay. but um but it's a, di- a different vibe I didn't get the same vibe of like he's the bad bad in this one yeah I, I'm not too I'm not too sure anymore yeah. So, yeah so it seems to me 
again, there's a hotel. You pick a side. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a, a literal line in the sand, that. if you will. I love that. The and fact that it's right on the border of the yeah. two states. And cool. like originally when that happens, you go, oh, cool. It's like the hotel is themed two different ways. Yeah. So you just pick where you feel like holidaying. Yeah. But it feels like when you pick a side, it's almost like these two sides will conflict or there'll be some sort of battle yeah. or, or something. It's, in the first trailer, there was none of that. None of that. Okay. So this is quite intriguing. Yeah. I... Beyond that, I have no idea what the film is about. Yeah. So probably more trailers will give details. Mm. Um, it is a little red flag, though, that if the trailer is uh, making you ask questions about the plot without necessarily... Like too many questions. Like yeah, the wrong kinds of questions. Without summarizing what the... Because, I mean, a trailer, I think, should obviously, you know, raise questions because it's enticing you to go in. Yeah. But if you're going, okay, I'm going to go into this film, but I don't know what it's about, mm. that's a problem. Yeah, for sure. So I, I don't know if it's probably the best reflection of the film. Maybe it is. Maybe the whole film is like that. Maybe it's one massive clusterfuck until you get to the very end you go oh now that makes sense yeah Yeah, you know which again is fine because that's quite unique yeah uh but yeah i don't know how to feel about this film i'm intrigued i mean i i i'm staying optimistic purely because not only is the cast awesome Mm. um but it's written and directed by drew goddard and you know he as it's in the trailer he wrote the screenplay for the martian yeah um and he's worked on a bunch of you know really incredible things like he, he's a, worked with Joss Whedon in the past and obviously mm. I'm a big Joss Whedon fan and so he, Drew worked mm. on Buffy he worked he worked on Daredevil I'm pretty sure um and then yeah Cabin in the Woods and then Cloverfield is it also like he's done a lot of stuff that I really love it's that's, a great filmography that's yeah, <laughs> yeah that's catered to me and my interests so that's kind of why I'm like okay I know he's a good writer and a good director so so I, we're in safe hands so i think yeah. we're in safe yeah. hands but you know so but who you know at the end of the day it could be edited poorly or the yeah. pace the pacing could be wrong or you know you never know but yeah. i don't know i'm trying to stay optimistic i've, I've got faith in him in this cast so. yeah fulia do you want to t- <laughs> talk us through your confusion i'm just yeah i don't know i like wayne said i've got a lot of questions in my head about what this movie's about um you know what's the point of this story and yeah, I'm just very confused as to what I just saw. <laughs> Do you? Does it make you want to go see it to kind of have the confusion explained away? Yeah, yeah, I definitely want to see it so I can actually find out why I was confused and have those questions answered properly. Yeah. Um, but by watching the trailer, I'm just I'm not getting what's going on. Yeah. Like, obviously, okay. there's there's two sides, and they're com- they're obviously having. Some there's some sort of problem, but I don't know how they're going to go about finding a solution for it. Yeah. And so, because of all that, I'm just a little bit sort of my head's my head's gone a bit kerfuffly because I I just don't know what the plot of the story is, and I really want to know. <laughs> it seems to touch on a lot of things because you're right. Yeah. There's again this hotel with two sides. There is you know. Seven secrets, seven characters. Yeah, yeah. It seems like there's a murder. Like, is it a whodunit? Yeah. I feel like it's one of those films that probably can't be explained in a two-minute trailer. No. Yeah, that's the kind of vibe I'm getting as well. And and, And I'm just, I'm not even sure about Chris Hemsworth's character. Just, you know, seeing him walk in all badass and I'm just wondering, okay, is he really evil yeah. or is he there to warn them about something i don't know yeah i yeah that's what i mean like it's a completely different vibe to how he was portrayed in the first trailer mm. very interesting stuff yeah so i'm i'm excited to have 
it explained to yeah. me. Yes. Maybe we just need to wait for trailer three. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, trailer three could have the answers. Mm. Um, but the movie, if you or anyone listening is wanting to check it out, will be hitting theaters on the 11th of October. Which is like a month away. Yeah. It's Not like, it's like yeah. six weeks away or something like that. Very exciting. And then the last trailer we're going to talk about is the second trailer for First Man, mm. which is a movie yeah. I am so excited to see because I love space and I love s- true story films based around like the space program and NASA yeah. and all of this. Like Apollo 13 is my jam. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Um, so I'm so keen for this. You know how it ends. It does not matter. Does no, it? no. Like even just watching the trailer, That's... I was a little on edge. Yeah, like I just yeah, felt like it right? was really yeah. emotive and beautiful. And again, you're going to talk about great casts, beautiful aesthetics. Oh my god! Um, yeah, I think yeah, it's. I don't really have much to say on this one because I think it's one that speaks for itself. It really does. Yeah, and I think this trailer actually, like, I like the first trailer a lot, and okay. it did a really good job of um, setting up what we're in for. This one reiterates that, but also kind of. Um, God, it really it does put you on edge, mm. and it kind of it just really kind of made me feel like this is going to be an intense kind of journey we're going yeah. to go on. And it really is about the journey of it. It's not about the destination in this case. Absolutely, yeah. It's about the story of how this whole came to be, and yeah. it's going to be super intense. And I mean, I've seen like they made they, there was a t- made for TV film that happened in the nineties around the time Apollo thirteen happened. Called oh. Apollo 11. Yes, I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's yeah. really good, but it's by the numbers. Yes. Kind of, this is the story of how they, they the mission happened. So yeah. this is going to, obvi- this movie, First Man, is obviously going to deep dive a lot more into yes. that and then into the Armstrong family as well. So and, it's going to have heart in it. Yeah. It is. And, and a lot of depth. Yeah. And, and I think films like that, well, that tell a true story that, again, we know a lot about. Yeah. Especially when you're not, you know, for example, like, Titanic, true story. You did use real life characters, but our protagonists were works of fiction. Yes. Whereas this, we're reflecting real people. Mm. And, you know, again, we know how this plays out. We know we're going to be happy by the end of it. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Yeah. So you need to be drawn into the characters. You need that emotional investment to really care about yeah. what happens. You know, uh, yeah. who knows what sort of life threatening things will happen along the way. Yeah. If you're invested in those characters, even though you know Neil makes it out perfectly fine, mm-hmm. you're still in that moment concerned for him. Yeah. You know? And that's clever filmmaking. And I it think is. that's what we're going to get based on this trailer. Yeah. 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 It promises yeah. a lot. It does. Yeah. yeah. Especially um, with um, Claire Foy's character, Jeanette Armstrong. Yeah. The way that she's, you know, tell, you know, speaking to Neil, like, you better tell your kids if you want oh, to come back or not. I yeah. love that. Like, she put her character is just amazing she's she's, so good she was so great as queen elizabeth in the crown oh yeah i'm not surprised that she's got this one we're all mourning the recasting of the crown at the moment (laughs) i mean (laughs) olivia coleman's gonna be amazing oh she is amazing i mean the production of the crown to sidestep just a little bit as we all know is absolutely top-notch spot on let's face it will they do anything wrong no No. it's a perfect show it is we just got attached yeah they're getting older so they need to yeah it makes sense and i think they're gonna do the new team is gonna do great yeah but it's so great to see cliff boy again i actually didn't recognize her yeah Yeah. i saw her face i'm like i know that face i'm pretty sure it's cliff yeah Yeah. and again she's gonna provide a lot of hype to this well yeah because like going back to that the tv film as well mm. like um i'm pretty sh- oh, 
God, who was who was bloody? I th- I swear it was Jane Kaczmarek from Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, okay. I'm fairly certain she was she played Jeanette. Okay. Armstrong in the original, um, but I don't remember her version being so dramatic, for lack of a better word. You no, know what I mean? Because I think they really focus on the men. Yeah, that one, oh, know? that's true. Which, they again, do. it's fine. And she's more In that one, she's more of the, you know, the, the doting wife who's looking after the kids and stuff. I'm yeah. pretty sure it was Jane. Yeah, it was. So, Jane Kaczmarek's Jane Armstrong. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Uh, Definitely looking forward to this one. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be really good. And, yeah, of course, I want to mention Damien Chazelle is the director of this, mm-hmm. Oscar-winning director for La La Land, um, yes. so teaming up with Ryan Gosling again. So, um, so. Just for his work alone, as well, is just going to be really wonderful to see. Because I've, yeah, I mean, and seeing, I've seen La La Land, I've seen Whiplash. Like he's, he's an incredible filmmaker. Oh, Whiplash. Oh my Don't god. Don't talk to me about Whiplash. Oh it god. Is amazing. It's such a good film. <laughs> oh my god. Let's not get into it now. I think. Oh. It's, yeah, I think it's better than La La Land. To be honest, I actually haven't seen La La Land. Oh, yet. La La Land's beautiful. Mm. I really love it. But Whiplash, hello. Whiplash, I can see yeah. why it was so. Uh, J.K. Know, Simmons in that movie, though. Oh, wasn't he fantastic? Oh, God. Oh, hello. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Not yeah. my tempo. Yeah. First man yeah. is coming out. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Just oh. getting caught up in loving film. Um, okay, <laughs> so, yes, we love first. We love the look of First Man. We can't wait. It yeah. will be out, actually, on the same day as Bad Times of the El Royale, the 11th of October. Mm. So you've got some... Counter-programming, if you know you want crazy, fucked up, weird shit in a hotel. (laughs) Or you want Neil Armstrong's biopic. Yes. There's your choices, people. Or you can go see both in one night, double header. Why not? Yeah. (laughs) It's probably what I'll do. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to lie. All right. Cool. That's Trailer Park. Awesome. Which means it's now the time that I've all been waiting for. (laughs) Um, What time is it for you? <laughs> it's popcorn culture time. Popcorn culture. Didn't do it very well this time. Oh, hey. that's fine. That's, all that's fine. Phil did it last week and I didn't grab my ears in time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, why I went up, not straight into no, the No, you're very oh, considerate. You are considerate. You are. It's amazing. Okay, so popcorn culture. Last week, um, after our highly anticipated but not really anticipated because it kind of happened on the spot um, <laughs> <laughs> decision making because uh, we kind of you know had a bit of a kerfuffle but luckily just pulled through I can't believe the both of us thought of questions when we forgot to think of a question yeah amazing it's hilarious so funny so we rocked off the winner was my question which means Phil's is going to be next week's but for this week what film or TV show would you like to see a prequel to Ooh. There aren't enough prequels in the world. Yeah, <laughs> no. Too many yeah. sequels and Wayne, remakes. what do you think? Well, there's... Yeah, it's funny. It's one of those things where you go, everything I like has a prequel. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And probably shouldn't, but a lot <laughs> do. But one thing that I would like to see a prequel to is to one of my all-time favourite franchises, which sometimes is my all-time favourite franchise, depending on my mood, is Friday the 13th. 
Uh, so yeah. yeah, that'd be why you use that picture of. I did. So I did the, the did the post, and I I, I did the mum. I love so, it. Yeah. So Kendall, you know about Friday the Thirteenth and who the killers are in that franchise yes. and things like that. Because yes. I know you haven't seen all the. Films I haven't seen all. I've only seen the first one, oh, so I beautiful. know I know that the big twist of Mrs. Voorhees. Yes, it's Mrs. Yeah. Voorhees the whole time. Um, I'm saying that because I know Fully will not be watching Friday the Thirteenth, yeah. and it's like forty years old almost, so it's all right. Or it is 40 years old. Yeah, it was 1980 was released. Yeah, almost 40. Yeah. So what I would love to see is the, the backstory of Pamela Voorhees. And oh, yeah. So this has been done in the comics. So okay. Yeah, there's a, I actually read it today. Uh, just to refresh my memory. Yeah. And I have to say, it's done well yeah. uh, in a two-part uh, comic book series called Pamela's Tale. Ooh. And it tells Pamela's backstory and, you know, then leads into the origins of the film. So it's all about her her uh, motivations and, and her circumstances about being pregnant with Jason, raising him by herself and things like that. Wow. So, yeah, it does feed off a lot of uh, film lore and, and even scrapped ideas from the film franchise. So there was, you know, drafts about bringing Jason's father into part six, which was left on the cutting room floor and never filmed all these different things. Yeah. And then was going to do again for number seven. Can you tell I love this franchise? <laughs> yes, you <laughs> oh, can. It's, it's great. I love it. Yeah. So, but Pamela's Tale is, is, is a good story. I have um, problems with it myself. Like, I don't think it's a perfect story. Okay. But... Admittedly, if it was made panel for panel to the big screen, I would be a very happy man. Ooh. I would be an even happier man if it was a little bit different. So uh, for those who haven't read Pamela's Tale, it implies that Jason was evil pretty much from when he was in the womb. Oh. And that he was always evil. Okay. Which... I'm not too comfortable with because when we look at the films, Jason is driven by, you know, the love of his mother. Just as in the first film, Pamela is driven by the love of him. Yeah. Uh, avenging his death, or so she feels or thinks is his death. We yeah, all do. Yeah. Until the twist at the end. Yes. And then Jason takes over. He's motivated by her murder at the end of part one. Yeah. And that motivation of love, of vengeance, if you will. Mm-hmm sits better with the franchise and the films than he was always evil, Mm -hmm. which I would, yeah. So that's my little qualm about that one. But look, it's been done. It's been printed. It's canon. That's cool. Let's make a film about it. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see that. It would be super cool. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. I know when Betsy Palmer was playing the role of Pamela, she had written her own backstory about what Pamela might be like. Yeah. All of this different all of these different things. So there's a lot of source material, people. Yeah. Hollywood, can you hear me? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Hopefully. Yes. You know, one of the... I just want to say, what, mm. I feel like one of the most unsettling things in any horror film ever is when she's impersonating Jason's voice. Yes. Like... With the kill her mommy. Yeah. 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 yeah that gets me so oh, much. Because it's done so well. Yeah. She was yeah. In, in unhinged, like definition of unhinged yeah. in, that, in that role. Did incredible. Amazing. Yeah. And what's great about... Pamela's tale in the comics, and I think why it would be a great portrayal of Pamela on screen, is it shows her connection and her protection for Jason. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, right up to the neglect of him and um, him drowning, and all of these different things. So, for me, it's there's so much you can play with mm. in terms in terms of that. And yeah. again, we've seen one writer's attempt at it, which again a lot of people like. I think good, but not brilliant. 
so I'd like to see another interpretation mm-hmm. of that backstory. I love it. No, yeah, because cool. yeah, like you know, we we know that she's sabotaged this camp before the the yeah. proceedings of the actual first film. Yeah. So that's quite interesting to explore. Uh, but yeah, if I had to just narrow it down to one prequel, I would love to see it would be a prequel to Friday the Thirteenth. So there's a current lawsuit going on with the rights of who owns the right to Jason and all the characters at the oh, moment. Oh, really? So we're not getting any official Friday or Jason films or anything for a really long time until it gets sorted. Oh, no. Um, get your shit together, people. Give the fans what they want. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. So filmmaker and writer of the original <laughs> film are fighting in court as we speak. Jesus Christ. Yes. A lot of horror nodes such as myself are, are weeping. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. That remake was amazing. You all didn't give it a chance. <laughs> I need to. I need to watch. Watch that. Oh, if you're, you know, if just to talk about how brilliant this uh, film is, this 2009 film of Friday the Thirteenth. It is so damn good because if you've never seen a film before, it introduces you to everything you need to know. Okay. And if you've seen the franchise, there are all these beautiful Easter eggs and little hints and clues and references to the franchise. So oh. I was in yeah. <laughs> That's cool. It came out on a Friday the 13th in Australia. Wow. And after work, I went and watched it. My brother and sister, they came into the city, finished work, collected me. We crossed the road, watched it. The house was full. Everyone was into it. Except for this woman who was sitting beside me, who oh. was there because her boyfriend had dragged her. Oh, no. Clearly. Oh, no. I've never wanted to smack someone out so much because <laughs> every five minutes she's like, Oh no. What's going on? That's so stupid. (laughs) And in my head, I'm just raging and I'm explaining it to her in my head. And he's just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Just (laughs) Oh, that really sucks. Yeah, but you know what? It's like, I'm calling you out, random lady. How many? (laughs) How many? (laughs) Like nearly 10 years ago. Hello. How many rom coms did you drag this poor guy to? Yeah. How many times did he go and buy you popcorn? How many times did he leave halfway through the film to pretend to go to the loo (laughs) when he just needed a breath of fresh air? You had one job. And it was to sit quietly and appreciate his horror tasting. He made that effort. He got back row seats. He made it on the opening night. Oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I love it. I love it. So that's my choice. Very good choice. <laughs> Someone's had some bottled up feelings. Very good choice. No, I finally need to get that out. I wanted to mention one thing before I ask you for yours, Fulia. Okay. Um, did you know Jared Padalecki was in the remake Friday the 13th? Okay. There you go. Well, wouldn't watch it even so. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Just thought I'd mention him like, Sam's in it. You should watch it. <laughs> there you go. There's your in. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Okay. So, so fully is guesting on the Fred Watch for Friday the Thirteenth. No. Yes. Yes. Um, do it. I'm do it. Out. Do it. <laughs> Peace. I'm out. Okay. Um, Fulia, please, please. What what is your pick or picks? What do you okay. have for us? Okay. Now, initially, I'd been thinking about this all week, trying to figure out what the hell would I answer to this question, and then before we started this podcast. Um, Wayne gave me the idea <laughs> and especially since I've just recently been watching it um, this week I'd like to see a prequel to Sailor Moon <laughs> like, yeah. not a lot of anime has well they, there's a lot of anime out there um, that do have prequels but they originally started with those prequels and then continued on 
Like, for example, Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball was the prequel to it. That's yeah. what they began with, and then yeah. it continued on. Yeah. So I'd like to actually know more about um, the Sailor Moon prequel because there's a lot that has happened before Usagi, the main character, before she actually becomes Sailor Moon. Or Serena, if you watch the English version. The, uh, yeah, different version. <laughs> I've now gotten the Japanese version that's now dubbed. Completely. Yay. (laughs) Thank you. Excellent. (laughs) Um, But yes, there's a lot to this, to the the backstory of um, Princess Serenity, who Usagi is the reincarnation version of. Yeah. And that's why she becomes Sailor Moon. Um, And so I'd like to know more about what happened to the Moon Kingdom, how it got destroyed by the Dark Kingdom and why they decided to start seeking out the silver, the silver millennium crystal mm. and what Queen, Queen Serenity had to do in order to save her, her kingdom. And, um, you know, the fact that the dark kingdom started going after the planet earth. And so Queen Serenity decided to send down her daughter and her sailor guardians down to earth to protect the earth. And I want to know, that story. Yeah, yeah. Because we've already got the rest of it. Yeah, we do. How Sailor Moon and how her, f- like, all these random girls became the Sailor, sa- the Sailor Guardians. And then the, the story continues on where every time the Dark Kingdom decided to, you know, do some sort of evil, trying to get energies, trying to get, you know, um, pure hearts. Uh, it's, it's already happening. Like, it's already happened. Mm-hmm. I want to know what originally happened <laughs> for it to all begin like this. Yeah, no, that would be really interesting. There's a lot of backstory. <laughs> definitely, there. definitely. Yeah. And, you know, with the fact that, you know, later on in, in the Sailor Moon series, you find out that um, Usagi and Mamoru, who is also who is known as uh, Tuxedo Mask or also Prince Endymion, mm-hmm. who is the true love of Princess Serenity, mm-hmm. um... They, you find out that she, they, they both had a daughter mm. who is Chibi Usa. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I just want to know everything that happened before then <laughs> because that would definitely make me feel a lot better. <laughs> yeah, that would be really cool. Gosh, fully, it sounds as tangled as a soap opera. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally a rom com in anime. Gorgeous. With a bit of action. Nice yeah, yeah, it is. So, okay. and that's why I love. And I grew up with Sailor Moon Me initially when I, was, when I was a kid. It's so. one of my favorite shows growing up. Yeah, that I was like it. one of my first animes that I ever watched. Have Me n- too. never yeah. seen an episode. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was it's, great. It's great. It's like whiny it's, teenagers. Right. <laughs> it's, very, it's very much made for the tween audience. Yeah. yeah. It's yes. got a very s- simple formula. Like there's an overarching story, but mostly, especially in the earlier seasons, mm. every, every episode's got, it kind of has the same plot. Yeah. yeah it's know? literally some dark force, evil force wants to try and get energy from the humans yeah and then the sailor guardians come to the rescue oh yeah well, then again why not it's Every a formula time. that works or yes. like or a little bit more specific like you know 
uh, Serena or Usagi just happens to be there when it's going <laughs> down. Yeah. Doesn't realize it's going down, and then Luna's like, something's going down. Yeah. And she's like, and Moon, Prism, Power, and yeah. then she does the whole thing. And like, yeah. Okay, so it's definitely not one to watch for the first time if you're an adult. No. Okay, oh, no, great. you would. No, no, no. Yeah. no, no, no. You, you need nostalgia. Yes. It's yeah. definitely a nostalgia definitely, kick. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. great. And yeah. I, one less show to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I've only ever watched, like, as a ch- as a child, I only ever watched the first season of it, and I never actually continued on since then. Yeah. Um, but in the last few years, I've decided to go back to it and mm. just started from start from the beginning of it again, and I wanted to just keep going through it. And it, there's a lot of episodes. Like I hadn't, oh, re- yeah. I, I hadn't realized how many seasons. Sailor Moon has gotten yeah, to like, it's, a lot. it's gone through the original Sailor Moon. It's got Sailor Moon Super, which is what I'm up to at the moment. Yeah. Then it goes to Sailor Moon Crystal. Yeah. And then it just keeps going on. Sailor Moon R. Uh, Sailor, yeah. Oh, there's, there's like so many. And how many seasons is that for you? Oh, I have no idea. There's so many. Yeah. Asking Professor Google at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah, it's a fantastic show. Yeah, it's definitely um, definitely a show that I absolutely love um, in terms of anime. And yeah, I don't know if anyone else has answered anime wise, but I definitely would love to see. Oh, because there's all these different. See oh, I see. Because there's all these different incarnations. Mm. Of it because it, on just looking at Wikipedia, it lists forty six episodes. Yeah, and it says the other season is forty three, and then there's thirty eight. Yeah, yeah. So it just so. sort of the thing is though, it's at the moment from what I've been watching, it sort of follows along the manga. Yeah, which I have been reading as well. Okay. Um. So. Gosh, you're yeah. invested. Oh yes, <laughs> I am definitely invested. I can in see why show. you want to why you want a prequel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, IMDb seems to say I think the original series, the Japanese, ran from ninety two to ninety seven, and then the English dubbed version started ninety five, went to two thousand. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of reading here. But yeah, yeah, five years, and then all the others. The Sailor Moon Crystal started in twenty fourteen, and it's still going. Yeah. So that's just going to keep coming out. Yeah. So great. Definitely. We need a prequel. Give us a prequel. Give us a prequel. (laughs) Yes. Make it epic and grand and awesome. Yes. Okay. All right. How about yourself, Kendall? My turn. Yay. Okay. So I'm greedy as usual, and I've thought of three things. Oh wow. (laughs) (laughs) Here I am having trouble with one. Um. But um. Yeah. I feel like I should have spent more time thinking about what I wanted. I could have come up with something aside of. Something because the things I've picked are just stuff that I love. Yeah, that's um, enough, which is fine because it's what you guys did. Yeah, but um, yeah, part of me was like, oh, I, I'm sure there's something else out there that I, I've seen that I'd be like, oh, I'd want to know more about this character mm. in, a, in, in their previous incarnation. But I didn't. That didn't happen. Mm. So what's happened is, um, I've got two movies and one TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the TV show is Buffy. Okay. Yeah. So with. Obviously, we're getting the uh, reboot, not continuation, but like, you know, focusing on a new Slayer or whatever um, set in the same universe coming out next year, most likely. Um, I, yeah, I've always thought that there's a lot of potential. um, (laughs) That's a good choice of words. If any Buffy fans listening, when I say potential, it's like a key reference to I think anyway sorry um I was just I was saying this out loud I'm like no one in this room is gonna understand what I'm saying so I'm just gonna ramble um but so yeah I mean there was talks for a time of them doing a prequel series um called Ripper which was going to focus on Giles and him um when he was a lot younger um Giles is Buffy's watcher 
and um, he had a dark past with some um, some dark magic and mm. and uh, you know that's was, right yeah so um, so they were, they were going to do a series based on that didn't end up going forward um, but that would be something I would love to see especially like if you if you set Buffy verse show in England in like the seventies. That's cool. 60s or 70s. That would be so cool. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that that would be something I would love to go into, or just the, because the the Slayer has been in the Buffy verse has been around for you know hundreds of generations, going back to ancient kind of times. Um, there's just so many different mm. stories you could tell, mm. and some of my favorite parts of of Buffy were like a lot of the flashbacks we got because of course you're dealing with vampires and beings that are immortal. Mm. You're getting looks into different times. Um, and I, there's a lot of exploration in backstories of certain characters in the show. And, and there's, excuse me, um, the character Spike, he kills two slayers. Um, like before he even meets Buffy, he's already yeah, killed two true. slayers, that's right. which is a huge deal. Mm. Uh, because it's not, how it's not really how it's supposed to happen, obviously, but, um, you know, it's possible, obviously. So, um, and when the, you know, one was a Chinese slayer during the boxer rebellion in the 1800s. And then the other one was in the 19, 1970s in New York, like two very different yeah. times. Like, and I just, that was really fascinating to me. So that kind of stuff I think would be really cool if they deep dived into a bit of that stuff in the show. That'd be, that'd be really nice. Um, as for movies, I have, of, co- of course, picked two Tom Hiddleston films. <laughs> um, my two favorite Tom Hiddleston films outside of any Marvel stuff, um, Crimson Peak mm. and Only Lovers Left Alive. Um, Only Lovers Left Alive I pick because the film, uh, have you watched it yet? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. That's all right. You still need to watch it. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Um, because the film, without spoiling it, the film is essentially just kind of a, a snapshot into the lives of these two vampires who have been together forever. Mm. Um, so you're only kind of seeing a brief, like, few days, really, maybe a week yeah. in their lives. Um, and it's really, really fascinating and really interesting. And their love just seems, you can feel the weight of it and the, and how long they've been together you know, and, and just how much they care about each other. And I just would love to kind of see if we could go back to the first time they met. Mm. What happened? What time period yeah. was it? You know, what were the circumstances? Or how did they become vampires? Or have they just always been vampires? Like, are they, are they the original kind of vampires in this kind of lore? Like, how do we... Yeah. Like, I would just love that ex- explored. I think that would be really cool. Because it's a very... They seem to have such an epic kind of love. It's a very romantic film. Um, so I would love to, to see how that would mm. start. Um, and then Crimson Peak. Um, I'm just such a fan of that movie because it's Guillermo del Toro mm. as well. And it's a gothic romance horror type film. It's, it's just beautiful. Um, so, and I, yeah, I, one of my favorite things are, like a pieces of trivia about that film is about how uh, Del Toro actually wrote backstories for all of the characters yes. of the, the film. Um, and um, so I, there, there's definitely, he's got enough material in his head <laughs> yeah. that he could write a prequel Absolutely. about, because like, 
I won't all you know, I won't spoil the twist or anything, but like you know, certain characters have committed certain certain grievances and you know in their past. Mm. So going like focusing on that would be really really interesting. Just yeah. seeing certain events take place. And just to pick up on that, uh, Kendall about you know having him writing backstories for these characters. Yeah, you know that is not uncommon for actors to do for their own characters yeah as you said before yeah for yeah. directors to do it for writers to do it just so they can get in the mindset of where the actors are yeah. now so based on that mm-hmm. that's a lot of potential prequels out there in the world for a lot of film titles well, that's when you true. think about it that's true yeah so yeah. We just, we I guess it makes tap sense into wealth I just never yeah I just never really heard it until yeah no until hearing about this yeah i don't think many are that um open about their method okay to be honest sure, you know what i mean sure. and yeah. look admittedly some might just go like oh you know i'll just have a bit of a think or write a page worth whereas yeah. uh, others will probably write a whole dossier well yeah <laughs> it just sounded kind of yeah. like that the, yeah. from what he did it sounded like it was like a number of pages yeah, good on him. of story yeah so you never is, know which is really cool yeah you <laughs> yeah. never know what you could get yeah there yeah. could be a million other wonderful stories Absolutely. but yeah and i just i just kind of want more from all of these worlds. Yeah. Some of my favorite worlds that have been explored in, in film and television. And I would just love to go back to them. Yeah. Any chance I could get. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So Sounds they're my right. they're my picks. One. All right. Which means it's time for your picks. Yay. Yay. Somebody read first while I drink water because my <laughs> voice is getting croaky. All right. So we have our first response from Ash Hole. Yay. Hey, Ash. Oh, Ash. Hey, Ash. And he says, a prequel to the X-Files, but focusing on Mulder would possibly be the greatest installment in the whole series since the very first episode. Or maybe a prequel to Hunt for the Wilder People, but focusing on Ricky Baker's antics that got him where he ended up. (laughs) That'd be pretty cool and quite hilarious to see. A sequel to Scarface, 1983. prequel to Scarface. Scarface. A prequel? You, you said sequel. Yeah. sequel. Sorry. That's all right. It's all right. A prequel to one of the greatest films ever made, Scarface. Go on, Fulia. <laughs> would be pretty cool also to be able to see how Tony actually got the scar would make my life complete. Fantastic choices, Ash. <laughs> uh, with Scarface, yes, that's the one I'm going to go straight to. No surprises there. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer was in it, Fulia. Yes, so she's giving me looks to right. say why I'm going that way. It's one of her <laughs> it was earlier break. roles. Yeah, it was it? a film she made after Grease too. Oh, yeah. Was it? Okay. So after Grease 2, Michelle got offered a lot of similar characters to Stephanie Zanoni. Okay. And she purposely avoided them to avoid being typecast. Typecast, that's so good. So then when Elvira Hancock came along, she was like, this is the, the, the role I want. Yeah. And the director, Brian De Palma, didn't want to cast her. Because oh. it's in Grease 2. Everyone had an, an, what a horrible film. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, you know, she's like, no, I'll fly over to where you are just to audition and all of these different wow. things. Wow. So yeah. she, she worked her butt off for the she role. She worked really hard for it and um, it that set her on a new path. Oh, that's yeah. so good. So we're all, we're all grateful. But in terms of how Tony got his scar, Al Pacino has said in interviews... Because, again, actors doing backstories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he, okay. he envisioned that uh, Tony Montana got his scar in a knife fight. Yeah. So I think what a great way to have a prequel for Scarface and to base it, or at least have a substantial amount, to this epic knife fight. Yeah, like if that was the, the, the culmination of the story yeah. was this, in this knife fight. Absolutely. Where he, and it ends with him getting the scar. Getting this beautiful scar I'd hate to see what the other guy looked like. Yeah. 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 And, you know, 
yeah. Tony getting it in, in Cuba before he, you know, gets over to Miami and it's just amazing. Yeah. yeah. Great choices. Yeah, just, very good that choices. That last one especially. Um, <laughs> the, X, the X-Files is a show I need to watch. I've, yes. if, it, if it is on some kind of app or service somewhere, mm. tell me because I need to watch it. Um, but um, Hunt for the World of People is probably my, it's my favorite Taika Waititi film before, obviously, or sorry, rather, after <laughs> Thor Ragnarok, of course. Um, and it, if you, you guys, have you seen it? I have not. And Ash has given me oh, a... Oh, it's so good. Ash has given me a copy of it. Yeah. In saying, like, watch you this film. And to. I'm like, I will. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Yeah, good. But good, no, still, it's, still not. That's all right. You, you will. You will eventually, I yeah. hope. Because it is, it is worth your time, yes. 110%. It is such a good film. It's such a good New Zealand film. Um, and yeah, Ricky Baker is, is the main character. And, um, so he, he's basically like a, a very much a troubled kid heading down a juvenile delinquent sort of path. And, um, and yeah, so kind of this movie kind of helps to get him back on the, the right track. But, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, seeing, you know, so his antics that got him where he ended up like for the start of the film that would be yeah that would be really interesting to see him be that kind of that tough because he puts on this big like tough kind of persona yeah in the film um and yeah he's so funny um (laughs) so i yeah ash that's a very good pick i love it Philly, do you have anything you want to add on Ash's response? You're all good. I haven't seen any of them. Okay, great. <laughs> so I can't really say much. That's all right. <laughs> That's all right. Okay. Um, Bethany Griffith says, young Dracula. Um, and then in another comment, she says, and I remembered this morning, Van Helsing, the Hugh Jackman, Richard Roxburgh, David Wenham, Kate Beckinsale, masterpiece that hinted at a prequel slash sequel that never happened. And I'm upset. Um, she also commented similarly on Instagram adding no, but seriously in Van Helsing, they left so much more to be done. Why is he immortal? Was he always a werewolf with latent powers? Did the bite just remind some part of his brain that he could grow fur? And what about that Dracula ring? Why did he take it? Like obs, it obs, she says obs, but I should say obvious. Obviously, because I'm sick and I can't speak. Like, obviously, it was a prize, but there was so much attention brought to it. Why? Also, the Valerios, um, why did their ancestor make a vow to not rest until they'd killed Dracula? Again, obvious, but there was way more plotline than discussed. And then she tagged Hugh Jackman, Richard Roxburgh and Kate Beckinsale and said, you need to explain. And did they explain Kendall? No. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice try, Beth. Nice try. Sadly, they did not explain. Okay. Um, but, podcast um, goals. <laughs> podcast goals. That would be lovely though, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, young Dracula. Don't know if I've seen that or heard of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Van Helsing could be interesting. I really like the film. It's a good film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't thought much about its backstory. Like it's been ages since I've seen it. Yeah, um, and it's not one that I went to revisit or anything. No, but I've got good memories of it. Like, yeah, the, me too. Yeah, um, Beth going into so much detail because she obviously really likes it. Yeah, maybe goes. Oh, okay. Maybe I should go back and rewatch it and have a look. And uh, but yeah, like you know, great cast, great story. 
But Beth, you're obsessed. Just write the prequel. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you need to get yeah. this out of your system. I feel like she could come up with a prequel. I feel for that. like she's got there the answers go. already. Yeah. <laughs> Do it, Beth. Make your own prequel. Absolutely. Um, so Lee Griffith said, "A prequel to the greatest story ever told would be interesting." Uh, there's a few laughing emojis there. I, I get where you're coming from, Lee, but the prequel's already been written. It's called The Old Testament, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so, Fair you enough. know, but that's that's, that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's totally <laughs> that, fine. That is fine, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Maybe Thanks. we just need another Old Testament movie made. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Maybe there's some great stories and parables in the Old Testament. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That's great. Thanks, Lee. Thank you, Lee. Uh, next comment comes from my good friend Lorna Middleton. Hello, Lorna. Hey, Lorna. Hey, Lorna. <laughs> and she says, literally everything I can think of already has a prequel. <laughs> <laughs> Which I suppose was the same for me when I was trying to think of one. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Um, next up is Christina Rogos. Hello, Christina. Hi, Christina. Hey, oh, she says, uh, TV series I would love to see prequels to are True Blood and Dexter would be interesting. Um, definitely True Blood. Mm. That would be really, really cool. Like I would, I think they could do a really interesting series or mini series or something that would focus on the decision that of vampires coming out of the coffin as they called it um when they announced their presence to mm. to the world because you know for obviously millennia they were they were sneaking under like no one knew vampires existed and then they decided to go public um which is such a big thing and obviously you know a lot of the driving force of the show true blood which is awesome um so i think yeah what who said let's do this who said let's yeah. Whose yeah. bright idea was it? Whose bright idea was it? Yeah. And then like, you know, you know, meet new characters in that world or like, you know, cross paths with mm. these immortal characters we already know, like yeah. before the main series kicks off. So that's a that's a really good answer. And Dexter would be really interesting too. I've not seen either of them. I know okay. I know a lot of them. And Dexter is on my high priority to do list. Yeah, yeah, it's on my Because it looks fantastic. I've only seen yeah, I've seen a couple of seasons of it, but I need to yeah. sit down and watch the whole thing. Yeah. It's really yeah, what I saw was really good. Yeah, it looks really impressive yeah. actually. It looks quite interesting and complex. Yeah. Uh, for so, sure. Yeah. Great yes. choices, Christina. Thanks, Thanks Christina. Christina. Great choices. So Stephen Geistone said, I love the idea of a House of Cards style T V show but with the Emperor from Star Wars. Ooh. Mm, now you're talking, Steve. <laughs> Showing how he rose just from a candidate to a senator, wheeling and dealing with senators from other planets to ensure they would discredit the Jedi, etc., and then end with him assuming control. I know that's sort of like touched upon a little bit in the Star Wars prequels, mm. but I think a full-on, full detail, go for it. Mm. You know, uh, that would be interesting as well. I remember... Uh, you know, a popcorn culture question from quite a while ago was talking about which Star Wars character should get their own film. So yeah. I think, you know, the Emperor would be a good one. Uh, my favorite villain from Star Wars is Jabba the Hutt. Oh, he's my favorite. Yeah, and I remember, I remember answering, I would love to see his rise to power as well. Me too, because I've always kind of been curious as to how a giant slug rose to power. Yeah. Like how does a, a slug that doesn't look like he can do anything yeah. amass this... 
power and wealth. Yeah. I mean, it must be wealth, I guess. But yeah, yeah, you know, and he's got his lady friend in one of the prequels. Like, what happened to her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm. that would be interesting. That would be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, Palpatine's a good a good choice just to see. Oh yeah, like how you know if they could find an actor. That could just do a spot on Ian McDiarmid impression. Yes. My God, you would have a killer show. Oh, absolutely. Um, like, I think that would be really, really interesting to see how he became a senator or just, you know, rising through the ranks. Yeah. And it would be very similar to the Frank Underwood kind of character, I, I think. think. So. Yeah. And yeah. and you're right. A lot of wheeling dealing. Like, it'd be mm. a lot of manipulation. Yeah. You know, he'd be somebody who I think would lie low, gain trust, and then just start to knock them off one by one. Yeah. Get the numbers. And yeah. 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 And, then, and then, of course, while that's happening, you would see his, you know, his true identity of you know darth sidious yeah you know how he was he you know how, how did he become a sith lord mm-hmm. how what happened how was he turned to the dark side of the force like that Absolutely. would that would be some stuff to explore mm. i'm if phil was here i would ask him if there was any you know stuff in the the expanded stuff that they can't use anymore if they'd ever explored any of that i don't know you would think there would probably be something probably yeah there's probably a comic book somewhere and phil i love you mate but you know this podcast can't last for 17 hours for you to explain it all (laughs) (laughs) just quietly (laughs) says you who talk about friday the 13th for like 10 minutes i'm not done yet (laughs) i've got more to say on this It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. So since we're going to go back to that topic. No. Yeah. no, 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 no. Okay. I've been outvoted. Another podcast. Another podcast. Another podcast. Yeah. Um, Stephen, that was a really good answer. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Um, and before we wrap up, I just wanted to read out this lovely little interaction with people. Uh we're starting with Wayne's comment. Oh, okay, sure. Which was, uh, we need more Star Wars prequels, don't we, Philip? And then he tagged Philip. <laughs> yeah. And then Fulia chimes in and she just says, hashtag the troll is at it again. Yep. No idea what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> Phil, Phil responded with, uh, of course we do. We need good ones. And then Wayne says, actually, you can't improve upon... Sorry, you can't improve on perfection. I stand corrected. Yeah. <laughs> and Phil says, you're right. You can't improve on perfection. So my suggestions to improve the prequels are as follows. And then he didn't say anything. And then, no, no. no. <laughs> he didn't say anything. He didn't say, yeah, he didn't say anything. Yeah. Um, Bethany Griffithson said. I think that was the joke. Yeah. Uh, he said, you ki- she said, you kidding? I would absolutely watch a Padme-centric show with Natalie Portman reprising the role with Taika Waititi directing. <laughs> Interesting pick. I would watch that because I would watch Natalie Portman, you know, paint a wall. Like, honestly, she's amazing. True. Um, Wayne then said, so would I. I love Padme. And Bethany said, Colin Morgan can be Obi-Wan. Oh, that's a cool casting pick. And Bill Skarsgård as Anakin. <laughs> what? Okay. All right, I don't know. Well, I didn't even read that far ahead. That's interesting. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the end of the little thread. So I just wanted to read that out because that was just an interesting yeah. little exchange. So Phil and I always have these exchanges about the Star Wars prequels. And I don't entertain him too much because I will always lose. Yeah. <laughs> and so coming up... Well, sometime, you know, I know there's not a lot of months left in the year, but coming up, Philip and I will do a Fred watch uh, on a YouTube series about what if the Star Wars prequels were good. Oh, I love that series. Yeah, yes. so we so good. So we actually do a Fred watch about it. So we <sighs> so discuss the theories put out by the creator 
and Phil and I sit on polar opposite sides oh. to whether we agree with him and uh, whether we don't and all of these things. And Ash makes his uh, special guest appearance and that is a bit of somebody in between. And for anyone who's listened to Ash review anything, he will spend like an hour justifying why a film is horrendous and then give it five stars. <laughs> he will then turn around and say actually why it's worth one star, but then say nothing but really good things or bad things about it. Um, so yeah, reviewing with Ash is always fun. And this why the Star Wars prequels, uh, what if the Star Wars prequels were good, is a really fun episode that's so good so it's already in the can uh yeah it's already been recorded okay all right i'm excited to see when that comes out yeah it'll be it'll be out soon enough i think because there aren't that many more months left in the year no yeah this is true no that's okay that's that's exciting yeah yeah it's 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 a fun episode actually sick all right well that's popcorn culture yeah thanks for your responses people yes thank you so much responses i say let's make all of these films and tv shows let's do it do it let's do it let's go nuts why the hell not exactly <laughs> of course i think we need to write those scripts we yes we oh, do. keep us employed for the next few years yes, yes. let's go that's true get get them cash monies yeah. um so next week's question then phil's question the losing one um, <laughs> which is now the winning, winning one, one? Um, <laughs> yeah. he wins anyway yeah. um uh, is um what's your most hated or least favorite Video game. Mm. Hashtag tell friends. <laughs> you can tell we've got three gamers right here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm going to be spending all week thinking of like back to my childhood when I used to play PlayStation all the time. Like, yeah. oh, fuck, what used to drive me nuts? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't remember. I'm going to have to, it's going to be nice. Whereas I'm just going to go through my back catalogue of board games. <laughs> oh, I'm going to dive okay. on a little bit. Specifying it's videos. A, I don't video care. Game. I don't it's care. Fine. No, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. It the answer. No response from me then. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Look, I play Tetris. What do you want from me? <laughs> Te- Tetris is good. Oh, yes. It's, it's like Tetris is my li- favorite video game and my least favorite. Yeah, I know. Yeah. This is the only There's one I love. I love hate relationship yeah. with Tetris. That's great. That's great. I really I do. I play Tetris in my. In my, during my life, because I used to do market and the way you have to pack the van. It's like <laughs> oh, yeah. playing Tetris. Tetris is helpful. Yeah, video games give you skills, people. <laughs> they do. They do. All right. So, hashtag tell Fred yeah. uh, uh, over the next few days so we can find your answers and have a big old chat about it next mm. week. Lovely. All right. What's All right. what's up with Fred? What's up with Fred? Yes. There's a lot going it's on. There's a lot with going Fred. on. Yes. So, I just want to call somebody out who's here in the Fred Shed at the moment. So on an episode of the monthly recently, (laughs) it's going to be her, isn't it? It's not me. Someone revealed something. I knew it. I knew it was bad. I knew it. I was, (laughs) I said, were you like, I didn't say anything specific. No, when you, when I was like, I was like, can we be saying this? Were you like, Kendall, you're on the money. And, and, and what was the response for you? Did we, weren't you just sort of like going, Look, I'm the boss. <laughs> I can say whatever I want. I'm producing this thing. Well, she's, she's, yeah, she's yeah, like, it's producer. true. Producers are the boss. And, I, you know, obviously it's, I'm listening to it. I'm, I was going for a, a nice walk in the sun. <laughs> it was a nice, it was a nice Melbourne day. It had cleared up just a little bit for me. I was taking the path that I always take. Predictable, Wayne, but that's okay. 
I think some of the birds decided to get some fresh air because they'd sheltered themselves from. I get to the point. <laughs> you do not dictate how I tell the story for you. <laughs> and then something stopped me in my tracks. So, for those who haven't heard the monthly yet, do because it's a great episode. Fulia, what's Fred been up to lately? Are you producing something? I knew yes, it. I am producing something. I knew it. I'm like, as soon as you start talking, I'm like, I'm pretty sure we are not allowed to talk about this. We yet. had chats about this. You said things that I knew that I was allowed to say, but I wasn't sure if I could reveal things. So you revealed anyway. <laughs> I revealed a little bit of it. I didn't reveal the whole bloody project. Okay. So are we are we revealing the whole project now? Absolutely not. <laughs> our marketing our marketing person behind the scenes will slaughter you. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad I didn't put foot in my mouth then. Okay. But that's but okay. There, there but is a there is a thing we're working on. Yes. There is a thing we're working on and it is for the stage, isn't it, Paul? Yes, it is. Yes. And because you've already told the, the, the month and year, <laughs> when's it gonna be on stage in Melbourne? January 2019. January 19 for what festival? Midsummer. Yay, we're back on stage. Yeah. This, is, this is exciting. This is very this exciting. This is exciting. And, you know, this actually harkens back to uh, Michael and Philip were getting married in the morning because I remember listening to uh, Philip, Michael and yourself. Yes. Back on Friday nights at Fred's. Yes. And I remember them saying, oh, yeah, we're doing a show, Michael and Philip getting in the morning. They weren't authorized to say that either. <laughs> Things haven't changed. It was like about... That's amazing. I think they said it about three weeks or a month before or it was scheduled to be. Oh, <laughs> my God. I listened, to be honest, I listened to that and thought, wait, I don't think they were supposed to say that yet. <laughs> Mind oh. you, I didn't reveal titles, so... No, you didn't, You no. didn't do as bad as they did. No. The title for our next show is a big thing, like for me in my head anyway, because... I, it sets up, I think, the, the film, or the film, the play. Yes. And I think it's going to tell you a lot about the play without telling you anything about the yeah, play, if that yeah. makes sense. So it's about creating intrigue. And on social media, Kirsten, who is looking after marketing, is going to be doing this bit of a build-up, I think, to, uh, to, to get people sort of hooked in and intrigued and talking. We want the talk to be... To be to be there, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but we've just sort of thought, oh, let's wait till the Melbourne Fringe season is over because a lot of our, you know, people in our networks and our friends are promoting their shows. We don't want anyone thinking the show is on at the moment. No, no, <laughs> you know, fair. let's while everyone's in the in the festival mode, let's stick to Melbourne Fringe. Focus on one on. thing and yeah. yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, cool. Um, but stuff to get excited about. I later. think so too. Yeah, fully. I totally hijacked your response, but go on. <laughs> what else has Fred been up to? What's up with Fred? <laughs> Um, well, obviously, at the start of the podcast, we mentioned that um, the monthly Winter Friends is out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that now? New episode where uh, we discuss favorite film scores and soundtracks, yes. which was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> it was so good. Um, and and also a new episode of Collectible Chaos. That's yes, also out. Which I was going to mention, um, <laughs> but that's all right. Um, Gosh, well, you're in the doghouse tonight. Top ten. <laughs> I should just leave. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> No, it's okay. Um, no, yes, yeah, Clickable Chaos, new episode. Top 10 Michael Jackson live performances yes. Yes. in honor of his 60th birthday. Definitely worth a watch. Yes. Yeah, it was a great video. I, yeah, we had a good time, a lot of fun 
filming it, putting it together. As we usual. always have fun putting we it together. Always, we, have, episodes. we have a lot of fun. It's really good. Yeah, and they're always great to watch as well. Yes. Yeah, so yes. please give it a watch, you guys. It's on YouTube right now. Um, please check it out. Let yes. me know what you think. Uh, also, uh, Incompetent Gamers, every mm-hmm. Monday. Every Monday. Uh, live um, live streams with Philip Duffudden yes. Yes. and uh, Sharpie. Sharpie, who's James Sharp. And uh, also over on Twitch, which with um, with James's uh, account, um, you can watch those every Monday. They're usually playing um, Civilization Five. Th- Civilization, yeah, Civilization Five. Yeah, yeah. Um, but lately, they've been playing a few other games, um, which they're still fun to watch and be a part of the chat. Be a part of the chat. Yeah. Ask James to do his creepy voice. I love it so much. <laughs> he does creepy voice so brilliantly. Oh and he God. will do it. He will. <laughs> Multiple times, actually. Great. He is good to his fans. That's good. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. That's good. Yes. I like yeah. it. That's um, great. Yeah. Well, 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 that's it. That's really it. Yeah, well, really. Fred, watch Fred, watch a podcast coming out soon. Or? Yeah. So uh, the Fred Watch podcast is usually the third Thursday of the month. Okay. So yeah. So, so we're about halfway between. Yeah. So the up uh, the Fred Watch review for this week is a written review. It's about yes. it's about a Netflix original film called To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Oh, you watched that? I did. Yes, and. <sighs> <laughs> uh, read it's, the review it's uh, been i haven't read the review yet yeah. but it's been it's been getting i thought it'd been getting good reviews from, yeah it's got like a 98 percent wow. like thumbs up from people uh on netflix you know how you sort of if it's a match for you or oh like yeah, that. yeah a lot of people really like it it's based on a best-selling book the mm-hmm. book that it's based on is back at number one on the new york um times bestseller list as wow, well okay the book has two sequels there's talk about the film getting a sequel yeah um Look, on the surface, this film looked really promising because, shock horror, we have a protagonist who is not white. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's you true. go... Oh, Both God. the main characters are non-white, aren't they? No, just horror. Oh, it's just her? Yeah. Okay, I thought the guy was like... No, he looks pretty, looks yeah. pretty Caucasian. Okay, I thought yeah. he was like... I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. My no, bad. no, no. You're okay. Uh, but not spoiling my little quickie review. It's a really quick read, but uh, it explains why I feel like this movie is below par. I mean, we've got some pretty good Netflix originals in the same sort of coming of age and teen romance. Yeah. Uh, you know, Alex Strangelove was not brilliant, but it was a good movie. Um, that was done by Netflix earlier this year. It sort of came off the back of Love, Simon, so similar yeah. vibe to that yeah and there's some other netflix originals that i think we're going to be checking out as well for teens maybe i'm just at that age now where i should stop watching teen rom-coms oh. <laughs> but uh you know but no um okay you know what look, go read the review guys read the review see yeah. see and maybe and i still suggest watching it tell me if i'm wrong because oh, i hey. would love to hear comments to see what you think about it okay so awesome. um one of the things that happened with fred and i'm actually going to respond to something that happened last week Mm-hmm. On, a pod- on a podcast called Fred. Oh, okay. Yeah. Something that was actually quite painful was, Kendall, you and Philip trying to do math. <laughs> so, if you recall. No, I don't. I've, if, blocked, if, I've blocked it out of my memory. Oh, I don't blame you. Um, <laughs> yeah. I listen to a lot of these podcasts while I'm going for long walks. <laughs> I should stop that. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, Kendall, you made a comment that there is only one you. Which is beautiful. 
<laughs> it is gorgeous. And you're trying to work out what percentage that makes you in Australia. Oh, yeah, that's and right. No, Phil was pissing. Was Phil wrong and I was right? I will we tell both, you. We were both I wrong. will tell you now. Phil was pissing me off too. He was definitely wrong. Because Phil was adamant that you are 1% of Australia. Yeah, that's wrong. <laughs> it is wrong, my friend. Yes. And Philip, you do this all the time. And Philip is a producer on a lot of our stuff as well. So he does deal with money. Why? I don't know. There isn't enough of us <laughs> around. Sorry, what was, remind me what, what, in, what so essentially, what's the context look, to this? There's only one. There's only one of me. There's only one Kendall Richardson. And Philip said, well, that means you're 1% percent. of Australia. I'm like, that's not. No. So. I went to Professor Google because I don't do math either. The difference between my dear friend Philip and I is I can admit it and don't yes. pretend to know what I'm talking about. Yes. So essentially to work it out, we do like any mathematical equation to work out percentage. Yes. There is one Kendall. We divide that by 25 million Australians. Yes. And we times it by 100. Yes. So Kendall Richardson. Yes. You are. Uh-huh. Zero. Point. <laughs> zero. Zero. Zero 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 four of Australia. Oh wow! That is you. That's a large number. That is you. <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> yeah. So zero point five zeros. Yeah. Five zeros. So, so zero point five zeros and a four. Wow. That is Perfect. how many Kendall Richardsons there are in Australia. Oh my god! Just the one. Just the one. But it's not one percent, Philip. Philip, no. I knew. I knew it. Oh yeah, you knew it. You were you were all on board, and you were like, <sighs> I don't know the answer, but I know it's not one percent. Yeah. And Phil's logic, God bless him. <laughs> I could see how he was trying to work it out Even though his head was hurting The man never gives up which is beautiful Oh yeah he wasn't backing down No he wasn't Even though I was trying to be like No that's wrong that's wrong that's wrong He just wasn't having it Yeah But I just needed oh, to clarify thank that Thank you Thank that you is, Because I'm, it was hurting my head to listen to well, <laughs> I think the validation may have cured my illness <laughs> I feel much better right so thank you so much. You are more than welcome. So I can be nice to Kendall. So yeah, I can be nice to Kendall. I was, oh I was really mean to Philip and Fulia this week to make up. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to keep my job. Yeah. <laughs> I want to keep my job. I yeah. would too. I would too. Sorry, Phil. Yes, love you, Phil. <laughs> love you, Phil. And the other thing that's out, I believe, is beta tests. Yes, beta test is out. There'll be a new one in about a week or two. Yes, I think so. This month, all the usual suspects. At the top of this episode, I hinted about a project that I've done an outline for. Oh, yes. And it's so, an exciting thing. Tell us. Well, I, well, it's exciting. And I'm going to put it out there so that if nothing comes of it, you can all say, do you remember back in episode 33? <laughs> yes, said you were doing this. Where is it, boy? Yeah. So I'm yeah. putting it out there okay. as an exclusive to our beautiful listeners and my even more beautiful two colleagues here. Since we were talking about prequels, I thought, ah, it's nice to sort of mention that I've written the very first and extraordinarily rough outline to a prequel to a particular stage show that was staged in 2017 and 2018. Yes! Oh! Fred Downey in production. Yes! Yes, so... Oh my god! So it is, it is possible that a prequel to Michael and Philip are getting married in the morning is, is on the way. Wow! Yes! Ooh. This will be so good. Oh uh, my so god! So, you know... My, another show to produce. So, yes. yeah. And tell everyone about. Um... <laughs> 
way you just did that. So. <laughs> I said it may happen. I didn't say it would happen. Uh, but I got a wave of inspiration. I'm actually quite excited about it because it's been something in the back of my head for ages. And I've toyed with a lot of different things. But I'm really confident about this one. Like this one I like. Uh, I like the idea of it. And since Michael and Philip were getting married in the morning, it was really more from Philip's perspective more than anything else focused on him. Prequel's going to be more about Michael. And yeah. if, uh, you know, I got such great response uh, to Michael's monologue about his backstory. So let's delve deeper into that. And so, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. That's what I was hoping for. Yeah. yeah. So probably more uh, more dramedy <laughs> than comedy of errors this time yeah, around. Yeah. Um, but the, the good news is wherever Michael is, the beautiful tally is not too far behind. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted to share that that's what's up with Fred at the moment. Who knows when I'm going to write it because I've got a lot of work I'm putting off. <laughs> Procrastination um, at its best. Oh, absolutely. My justification for, for procrastination is write a play. <laughs> Why, Why not? not? What's the worst that could happen? Exactly. Um, but yeah, so that's some exciting news that I, I've gotten. I probably won't be mentioning it again for another year. That's but fine. It but that's is cool. There. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's just I love. I'm super excited. Yeah, I love these characters. And so They're I. They're great characters. Yeah, any chance to explore them. Why not? And uh, Fred's getting its groove in, into theatre a lot, which is which is exciting because we get to tell stories. We get to tell them on our own terms. Um, and, you know, as a small independent company, no one's knocking down our doors to hear our stories. So we're just putting them out there and people are responding to them. And that's just lovely. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. So it's why we do what we do. Exactly. Awesomeness. Yeah. All right. That's everything then? I think so. I, I think so. so. I think All right. So. Okay, well, that means that, that was, was a, a podcast, podcast called Fred. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for future podcasts from Fred the Alien. Follow us on SoundCloud or on iTunes. For Fred the Alien merchandise, go to our website at fredthealienproductions.com and follow the link to our Redbubble, where you can get t-shirts, hoodies, wall art, home decor, bags, and stationery. With their own unique Fred the Alien designs by our talented Bethany Griffiths and Michael Lister, Unibums, Incompetent Gamers, Collectible Chaos, Red Watch, Beta Test, Amusing Musings, and our live stage shows such as The Writer and Michael Philip are getting married in the morning. That's the Fred plug. That's the Fred plug. Yes, I have been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Wayne Stellini. And I've been a Fulvia Cantarmaggio. And you've just experienced a a podcast podcast called Fred. Fred. Yay! Episode 33. In the bag. It's done. It's over. It's done. You soldiered on, Kendall. I did. I did. did really well. Thank you. That's okay. Thank you so much. We survived. We did. We did. Yes. Yes. Fulia, you did well. I had horror movie talk. It was amazing. (laughs) Political talk. Political talk. It was great. I didn't sleep. You didn't sleep. (laughs) You didn't reveal more details on the no, show. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> I kept it to myself. You didn't think twice about it next time, aren't you? <laughs> yes, I she could will. see your smile. <laughs> it was great. As Kendall was saying, "Are you sure?" <laughs> Are and you I was sure? just like, "I was so sure." You were so sure. You grew several feet. You were so sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. lying, am I, Kendall? And that's why, well, as soon as she said, uh, like, name-dropped herself as producer, <laughs> I was like, well, no, it yeah, makes sense, sense. yeah. Like, she, yeah. Seems, she seems pretty confident. <laughs> yeah. I think she knows. She's all right to say yeah. this. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to let her say it. All right. Mind I, you, as, as I said that and as I was talking about it, uh, I was like, 
keep the title a secret just for now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? God. Even though I said when it's gonna happen. Yeah. Just keep the title secret. <laughs> hey, but keep your calendars clear for January. Yes, yes, 100%. None of these summer holidays, don't do that. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no tennis. No, no, no. Thanks for listening. Thanks Thank for you. listening, guys. Thank you. Bye. Remember to eat beef. And, and see. see.